Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! another spectacular episode uh this week we are covering a couple uh no they're not really classics two movies i had never seen or knew much about at all uh fast company from 1979 david cronenberg uh we'll get into why it's weird that he directed that maybe weird um and sonny and jed a uh, sergio corbucci western uh, f- uh, with Tomas Milian, who, uh, when we planned the movie, didn't know, obviously, he was uh, going to pass away. It was well, a couple days ago now, right? Two or three days. Mm-hmm. So, um, and a, uh, an inadvertent homage to a uh, long-lived character actor there. So, uh, But we'll get to those zo- uh, soon. I almost said Zoom. But Dr. Zoom... Mm. How are you, sir? I'm a speedster. Zip. That means no. That means I'm like on crank. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tweaking right now, brother. Tweaking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that Macho Man might have been a tweaker? Oh God, he was on coke or something. <laughs> yeah. He was Him amped all the time. Oh, rant. Yeah. Listen, Elizabeth. <laughs> we can't. You can only have half a piece of pizza because I gotta pay for my cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> It's she was always all going up too. my nose, yeah. Yeah, so Lanny can suck his own cock. Yeah. <laughs> hey, suck. Greenhorn, look at what my brother can do. Dig it. We don't need a TV in the hotel room. Lanny can suck his own cock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am the, what was his, he was the... I am the genius. The genius, yes. Both well, renowned and cock. He uh, he wasn't the genius at first. When he was in WWF, he was just uh, leaping. Sleeping. Leaping, and uh, he had the frisbees <laughs> with the fucking po- poems on them. He should have. It would have been funny when he turned heel if he would have threw some frisbees out to the crowd, but like Ron Moss in, uh, was it Miami Connection? He had, he put. Um, Razor blades around the edges. Yeah. I am the genius, full of cock. See, I've nothing, nothing else. Um, see, I always wondered if Lanny had a big. I okay. I know he was really flexible because he could do all this gymnastic stuff. So you know, when you think of a guy that can 
fillate himself, you know, like Ron Jeremy or something. You think of a guy that's got a really big wiener. Yeah. But he may not have had a big svans because he might have just been really flexible. Maybe like a combo have, of both. Like he was yeah. long enough to get to like get close and then flexible oh, you enough. To, you would have to remove like my entire rib cage. You know, <laughs> I'd be like gleep and gloop on the Herculoids. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still wouldn't be able to reach. <laughs> gloop? I'm, I'm kind of shaped like gleep and gloop right now. Gleep and gloop, silver and gold right there. Yeah. I like that um, thing that had the... Um, uh, whatchamacallit, he was like a dinosaur, but he shot those little red balls out of his, out of his, uh, oh, it was, oh, he was like a, a, a rhino. Yeah. I can't but remember. But like had was. a beetle body and he shot the little like fire rocks out of his, where did those come from? Um, where do you store fire rocks in your head? Yeah. I, I, you know, but if they, if they make a, um, if Hollywood makes a new version of that, like a live action movie of that, I'm sure they'll whitewash uh, like that guy. <laughs> oh, and then the the dragon that had the laser eyes and the laser tail. Pew, pew, pew. I love that show. I love that show. a lot. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. Um, so what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got off on a tear about Lanny's cock, and I was kind of like Lanny's cock and the Herculoids. What a what a uh, link. Yeah, I forgot what where we were at in the show. Uh, nothing, right, you know. Well, just, not... I was just asking how you were. <laughs> uh, Zom, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for listening. All right, I'm wired. Um, I don't know why I just woke up. I should be pretty bleary eyed. I'm thinking about like all the passive aggressive shit I'm going to say during the show. Yeah, <laughs> you got to plan ahead though, so you can mask it properly. Yeah. Well, what? I don't know. Anyway. Um, I have been doing, okay. <laughs> Gleep gloop. I've been sleeping so much that I really, it's like asking someone who's been in suspended animation for like, uh, 10 years <laughs> or been in a coma. Hey, what have you been doing? I, yeah, I, well, I've been the opposite. I'm fucking, I'm going to, I'm on that run where I make maybe three hours before I wake up and like stare at the wall for an hour. Uh, it was a shitty week at work and. Just Man. fucking just uh can't not sleep. Yet? No, no. Get the, to that part, let me know, then we can commiserate. <laughs> yes. When I start punching uh werewolf masks flying out of the wall, I'll uh, Yeah, I'll uh, the, the, the hand came out of the wall. Okay. I just remembered that that's like when, when you know, like what have you been doing? My psychosis. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay. Um I I fucking had to like judo chop and i did like a kata in my sleep in the recliner because to to judo chop this like i don't know if it's a ghost or if if there's some chemicals down in my basement that's causing me to hallucinate like and think i'm asleep is it the fracking that's happening around are you getting a natural gas leak it could Hmm. be it could be some neurotoxin or something like when i when i do the uh the the I, i used to like uh do the flea spray stuff (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I, I was like, I looked to my right and I'm laying in the recliner and I see this big old man's head that looked kind of like a uh, Zardoz floating in the air right beside me. And I didn't, I didn't panic or anything. I didn't think it. I just went pew, 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 pop. and I fucking did like a, a judo chop. Did it work? Yes. It, it, it went away. 
Well, then I went back to sleep and I was like, God, how sad. And I was laughing because I knew, you know, okay, I'm dreaming or having some kind of whatever. <laughs> and it came back and I did it again. And I thought, and I, I just, it was like, and you know when Bobby Eaton would do the punch and he would smack his own arm? Yeah. That's kind of how I did it. Like when you do the up yours thing, but I, it was an underhand chop. Uh, and I hit this thing in the nose and it went like that, like shook its head. I, this is like audio, so you can't tell what I'm doing. And then it went away again. Well, then I went, to, I went to sleep the one day and a hand came out of the wall and I got up and fucking was like fighting mad that number I was I was fighting mad that either there's a, was, a, was it like, like a literal did the hand like break through the wall did it phase through the wall or was it more like it, a it Freddy Krueger's face in Nightmare uh, on Elm Street that like stretched through the rubber wall just phased through okay and um it was like a John Constantine thing where I'm like starting to either doubt my sanity or um I'm starting to think that all the shit that I've done in my life or like, you know, being like an atheist or something that this, there's, <laughs> there's some demon that just fucking with me or could be laying in a vat of goo like Neo in the matrix. Or maybe, so, maybe sh- it appreciates your lack of faith and it was coming to give you a like spectral hand job. Yeah. And you chopped it away. I wish something like that would happen, you know, like that fucking Westboro Baptist church chick in her, in her um, yoga pants would come through and do like <laughs> squats or something, you know. I don't have to do anything, just a watching spectral, it. A spectral squat. But it's funny how you'd like know karate or something in the Matrix. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sure it's nothing. <laughs> could be, hey, it could be all this good crank, man. Beats counting the socks in the sock drawer or rearranging it for 36 hours straight. Yeah. Was Dig. It, was it was it last time that I talked about rearranging my wires in my house? That was or yes. Know. Okay. Yeah. Then I haven't done anything else productive <laughs> the last two weeks. Still, still rearranging those wires. No, they're done. Wink, wink. See now people think we're talking about them. <laughs> when you yes. Were they all re- need rearranging. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Nothing exciting. Oh. Uh, I, I've been, I, I. I did not mention last time. I did get a Nintendo Switch, the new hot console out there for the mm-hmm. for the hep cats. Is that what the kids say? Hep cats. Yes. Hep cats. And um. Hep. Yeah. Isn't that the word? Isn't that the term? Hep cats. I'm gonna look I mean, this We always up. said hep. Like that's cat, a stylish or fashionable person, especially in the sphere of jazz or popular music. It's Hep? H-E-P? H-E-P. It was also a comic book series in the 1990s by Martin Wagner. Well, maybe I was saying it wrong all these years. 23 Skidoo. <laughs> yours, yours, is even, yours is even more outdated than mine. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing the Legend, new Legend of Zelda game like fucking crazy, so... Now, has that been made into a live um, action motion picture? No, no, it hasn't. They used to have, when I was young, they had a Legend of Zelda cartoon that had very little to do with the actual Legend of Zelda game. But the Legend of Zelda game didn't have too much of a story. But Netflix is developing a live action Legend of Zelda TV series. That might be, I don't know. I don't know how to think about that. 
2016? The stories, I, I'd be curious what they do with the story because there, there's never like a super in-depth story with it. It's, it's a pretty basic, the evil wizard has woken up and you have to save the princess kind of thing. Well, shit, they, fucking Hollywood, they just take Scarlett Johansson and throw her in there. Or Jake Gyllenhaal, somebody like that. She's, got, she's, uh, she's wearing a new uh, uh, skin-tight outfit in her new mm. movie. Mm. I like that. I, you know what? That's I uh, that um, I have that on Blu-ray, the um, original anime, and that's one that I really enjoyed. Yeah, when I watched it a couple of weeks ago, it was the first time maybe since v, uh, VHS days, so it had been a long fucking time. I used to go to this um, video store called, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show before, but uh, called Vizart. We always called it Jizart because they had a really big porno room too, but... Uh, <laughs> But they, uh, but they had a, a huge anime section, so I would walk to the video store and rent anime all the fucking time when I was in college. And, and everybody in the store that like goes in there to get porn is like, "Hey, the nerds here." <laughs> the one guy that is not looking for porn. I cleared out a room once at a party. I I, I, I rented um, uh, what was the name of it? it was, I think it was called Freak Show, and it had uh, lots of very large people and lots of very small people, and. Uh, is this the, a porn or an anime? It was a porn. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? And hey, the, guys, look at this anime that I've got. And everybody's like, nerd. It was like me and one other person left in the room before after about 10 minutes. <laughs> get, like big fucking steins full of mead and drink it and you're and, and, and party. And you're like, let's watch anime. <laughs> anyway. And, and circle know. jerk. Wait, what? <laughs> <Circle> jerk. <laughs> you know, I've never been involved in a circle jerk. I, it, that's okay. <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, you know, I can't remember ever like doing anything like that. Circle jerk. Horror hound weekend. Hmm. That was a, that was a hoot. That was a good. It was fun. Got to see uh, <laughs> Negan from uh, Dead. Over. Who else was there? Burger. Over John Waters. Yeah. Uh, I can get a with of Bert, and it just says. <laughs> I wish they had like one that like you could. It was under your skin somehow, and, and when you pushed on the tattoo, it would like make a sound, make like that sound. Oh, like a, like the or the cards, you know, those the card, the, little, the greeting cards you could open and the song would play, like you could I still somehow. Well, my mom and my mom got me a um, a birthday card that did that, and I mean the th- the batteries they put in those things must be incredible. Well, yeah, those watch batteries, as long as you're not using them, they'll fucking last forever. Yeah, shit, that thing's... And I'm like, oh, here's this old card. I'll throw it away. But then I'm like, oh, man. I, as soon as I open it up and I hear it, I'm like, oh, I'll keep that. Well, the old the old Nintendo games, when they first made them uh, on the cartridges, they didn't have a way to... The system didn't have a way to write information back to the cartridge. So there was a battery inside, mm. a literal watch battery. And they're still fucking alive. Like, there's cartridges out there that are 30 years old that you can still save to because the battery is not dead yet. Destroying the planet. Yeah. Bring back coal. Um, So, anyway. Anyway, what have you been watching? To your therapy session. Oh, yes. More therapy, yes. How, 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 um, as far as 
How do you feel? Um, empty. <laughs> All right. Let's get down to what I've <laughs> Empty? Really? Let's explore that. Actually, I um, don't feel empty. I feel full of, like, acid right now. My stomach is not happy. Have you not had anything to eat? No, I did eat. I ate a bowl of cereal, and I, I mean, I had dinner last night, and like, let's let's pursue that. What what kind of cereal? Um, what is that cereal? Honey bunches of oats. Now, when you were a child, um, did you ever eat cereal with, say, your father? Uh, yes. Okay, and when you were eating cereal with your father. How did that make you feel? Aroused? What? <laughs> Wait. Okay, here's, what have I been watching? Let's. We're going down a rabbit hole here of unfunniness. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome to our show. If you're not, if you passive aggressive about uh, about us. <laughs> hey, how that does that work? Yeah, we're being snarky we're about our own shitty show. <laughs> snarky. Oh, this girl told me that I was snarky the other day. She Ooh. goes, "I forgot how snarky you were." And I was like, I forgot how much of a Republican you are. <laughs> waka waka. Waka waka. She told me that she mostly votes. She she's registered as an independent. Yeah, right. But mostly, but but votes Republican. And then she did what I consider the false equivalency of saying they're all the same. So who cares anyway? Oh, that's the worst. Well, if they're all the same, then why are you choosing one or the other? And then the other part was um, oh, uh, that she voted for Donald Trump because she liked him because he was a loose cannon. Shut the fuck up, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I know you, okay. So anyway, let's move on here. Okay. What have I been watching, you what, say? What have you been watching, sir? Oh, Bye. Um, I watched a 2016 movie. This is a uh, well. Is it? It's 2017 now. Jesus, Not so, it's, it's well into movie. 2017. We are a third, yeah, almost a third of the way through. Freaking just another day closer to death. Yeah, just like Thomas I mean, it's Pointless. Uh, hmm. sometimes <laughs> aroused. <laughs> aroused. <laughs> Um, what was the thing? I, I, I thought about the tattoo thing again and, uh, maybe get the Burt Reynolds thing and just get, you know, like, is there life, is there a life before death put on it? I wonder if Burt's happy. You think, I mean, you know, look at how much fame he's, he's had and everything. But he's sickly now. And still has the little man complex, still wears lifts in his shoes, still wears that fucking ugly toupee. Uh, so insecure that he's had 5,000 facelifts, uh, can't keep a fucking woman, slaps reporters, um, you know, just kind of a, you just, I, I, I think I would, I, I want to be more of a lovable old curmudgeon than a mean old, you know, a mean old curmudgeon. Maybe we both are already lovable old curmudgeons. <laughs> You know, I know what I think is, I think that because we're like Benjamin Button, since the day we were born, <laughs> we were mean old curmudgeons, and then we, by the time we get ready to die, we're going to be like those lovable old guys that smell like piss, that we're like out of um, like old clothes. Uh, our colostomy bag just like hanging halfway off. 
Yeah, colossal. And then the the um, what you call the catheter up the dick that's Ugh. strapped to your ankle through your pants, but you still smell like pee. Ugh. Anybody? Can't anyway. wait. Okay, I watched uh, 2016's Shepherds and Butchers. Okay, now what is this? You ask. What is this? I ask. <laughs> it's directed by Oliver Schmitz, uh, and written by Christopher Marnwick. That's his novel uh, adaptation by Brian Cox, and it stars Andrea Risenborough and um, Steve Coogan, who you know. Right? I do know very well. Okay, and uh, what this is about is. Um, it takes place in South Africa or South Africa, and um, it's what's playing here. Okay, uh, oh, I was hearing music, but now I know what it is. It's Fast Company playing in the background. Um, Fast Company, <laughs> and I don't know why. No, wait a minute. Okay, so let's get serious now. <clears throat> let's get into <clears throat> structure. It's professional, yeah. professionals. Um, Shepherds and Butchers 2016 uh, takes place in apartheid South Africa and basically it's it's a it's based on a true story um, where this this young guy uh, works in a prison and of course over there in you know in prison at that time they weren't too uh, selective about uh, who they were locking up and for what reasons and a lot of uh, uh, the uh, black uh, South Africans you know for like political crimes mm-hmm. and stuff like that and uh he works in the prison but one of his jobs also as a prison guard he gets to know the people that he's uh guarding and uh but he has to take them to the gallows he is he's not really the hangman but he's involved in all of that and there's parts of it that are so gruesome and grotesque that they have to do and just how it affects him and then something happens uh, a tra- well beyond i mean beyond that tragic event of them hanging like thousands of people you know uh, a year uh, and him having to deal with that then uh, something happens and he is going on trial and coogan is his defense attorney Okay. Which it's it's a I'm used to seeing Steve Coogan in you know comedies, but he's pretty good. I, I like him. Yeah, I think he would be snarky as shit though. If I met him, he I don't know if I'd like him in like person because <laughs> he would try and be funnier than me, and that doesn't work. No, don't you right. dare. <laughs> okay, and I can't remember if I mentioned this last time, but I did finally watch the uh, Henry Silva Trapped. Nice. Movie. I I don't think you mentioned this one. And and I couldn't when I did my IMDb I couldn't get it I I was doing it real fast so I couldn't find it just immediately so I just brought up um, a um, a thing that says in a remote town in Iceland police desperately try and solve a crime as a powerful storm descends on upon the town and that star that's uh, the creator is Baltasar Kormakor <laughs> and it stars Olafur Dar- Dari Olafsson. Ilmur Christian Dottir, Ingvar Egart Signorson, and that has nothing to do with uh, the Henry Silva movie. Oh. I found the Henry Silva fucking movie to be so entertaining. <laughs> yeah. It was it was definite a definite rewatch. He uh, 
he is this may have uh, this now you don't get that many um movies uh outside of of old euro crime movies where henry silva is the star yeah and in this he is a tour de force <laughs> he's out of control he's out of control he is chewing the scenery he is a hillbilly which is hilarious um he wears this big hat. He still has that stone face, except when he gets real creepy and then he smiles like he wants to rape somebody or something. <laughs> he has a, a sex scene in it, which I think he, much like Steven Seagal in his movies, if when once he reached a certain age, he said, "Okay, your budget, you don't have enough money to pay me the full amount I'm asking for. Throw in a sex scene. I want a young girl. I want her to be barely legal, with nice tits." And I want to be completely naked. I want her to be completely naked. And I'll rape her with my pants on. He always leaves me like he'll have his clothes on. But, I mean, he's still in good shape. you know. He didn't want to show but, off his ass, though. He probably had a like, bit like flat old man ass by then. Yeah, I mean, but he was always kind of always thin, you know. Thin, good shape. And but he is a crazy – this is like when we were talking about the Westboro Baptist Church. Sort of a thing like that where they're up in the, up in the, the hills – um, and the whole little town community uh, lived by their rules. This is our rules. This is what we agreed on here. And, you know, Henry Silva's trying to talk like he's like a fucking a, a, a hillbilly. And so that is just amazing watching him throughout the whole fucking thing. Just, it, it was one of the, that's one of those finds that, and I guess it is on Blu-ray, but on YouTube, that fucking thing's on there and it's just a, a, a nice copy of it. It is a gem. This I is love a the, I love the scene with like the store at the very end too. Well, they got him. You got him hidden down there. Throw him, throw him down in a root cellar. <laughs> and and he just you know he he but you know you got to admire the guy. He he believed in what he you know the the rules of his of his clan. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. We'll be on. Next thing I watched was uh, 1954's Executive Suite. Uh, this was directed by Robert Wise, uh, written by Ernest Lehman, uh, and based on the novel by Cameron Howley. And it stars William Holden and Barbara Stanwyck, June Allison, who was on some TV shows. Um, this is, is really good. I liked it. Uh, kind of has uh, a lot to do. Oh, Frederick March is in it. Shelley Winters is in it when she was uh, pretty young. Uh, very young, actually, and uh, Walter Pigeon. Uh, Frederick March and Walter Pigeon. I've seen them in a few things here lately and, and uh, kind of like them, like uh, 20,000 Leagues Beneath the Sea. And uh, oh, Frederick March was in the one um, with uh, Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas uh, where they Kirk were staging Douglas. military coup. What was that? Not Missiles of October. It was, um, oh, God damn it. Uh, somebody out there will... This will give somebody that's listening to the show, one of the four people, a chance to go, it's this, it's this. You fucking like, idiot. Yeah, you fucking moron. Um, go see your therapist. Seven Days in May. I haven't seen I that. I think that's Okay. That's a good one. Oh, you got to see that. Seven you, Days uh, in May? Seven Days in May. Okay. And it could have something to do with my, what might happen in this country. All right, uh, I'm, 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 I'm marking this down. You know that Lancaster, he liked to make those good movies, good political <laughs> stuff. Okay. 
William Holden was really good in that. But but that one's it's it's kind of like a corporate yeah, thing. John Frankenheimer. Yeah, Frankenheimer. And um, um, the, the right at the big. This is giving nothing away. At the beginning of this uh, this movie, this guy that's the head of this huge corporation walks out of the 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 high, the, the Trump Towers or wherever he works and drops dead. Well, then the rest of the guys in the wherever corporation. Wherever he works. Yeah, where, wherever he works at Mar-a-Lago. Um, but so anyway, uh, the, the whole thing is uh, the, the board of directors trying to uh, finagle and cajole mm-hmm. uh, who's going to be the, the new leader. But it's really good. I liked it. I like William Holden. That's one of the reasons I got that one is I was like, you know, I want to fucking watch some shit with William Holden. Oh, 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 before I forget, I will because I will forget. Uh, I know you like to rent stuff on iTunes. Uh, there's like 15 Al- Almodovar movies for 99 cents to rent on iTunes right now. I saw that the other day. You know the one I was looking for, and I was going to ask you, and I, I don't, I don't think it's on there because I looked through all, all, like all of them, the descriptions. You told me about one with um, Antonio Banderas where he was uh, like a porn star or something, but he was nuts and he was stalking some girl oh, or something. Yeah, though no, I think that one, it, tie me up, tie me down. I think is the one I'm th- that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, let's see if that's the one. I don't think so. Uh, Victoria plot a follows a recently released psychiatric patient who kidnaps an actress in order to make her fall in love with him. That's on there. I don't know if it's on there. That's the movie. That, I think that's what you're talking. The movie What's you're talking it? about there. You say, it's tie me up, tie me down. That's but the. I think the, that's the movie you're talking about, but I don't know if it's on iTunes. Okay, it, it wasn't. I went. Uh, I looked okay. at all the descriptions because that was the one that I was looking for. I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can find my uh, my DVD and mail it to Maybe you. Maybe it'll show up at the Smoky Theater. Yeah, that I go to. Okay, the next thing I watched was a rewatch, a promised rewatch, uh, which was uh, 1972's Hickey and Boggs, uh, directed by Robert Holt. <laughs> we uh, reviewed that like four years ago, I think. Yeah, <laughs> written by Walter Hill, starring Bill Cosby and Robert Culp. And I'll be honest with you, I hate to say it again, Ken, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> I had the exact same reaction, except maybe a little bit worse because the editing was so was just poor, I thought. I can't even remember uh, if I liked it or not. I just, I, I, I gave it a chance again. I appreciate that they're going against like a lot of the usual uh, detective police action movie things mm-hmm. with these guys being down and out and they can't shoot straight and they're, you know, but it just, I, I don't think it's a very well-made movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Culp was the director and I don't know who the editor was, but it was, it was just like hacked and, you know, yeah. as far as, I don't know. I, I just, that's the second time I've watched it. Um <sighs> I don't know what I rated it the first time, but this time I would say like a, I don't know. It, it's it's five point two five. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I'm I, now. I said that I, uh, as far as the editing goes, it made it a little bit worse. But I was just going to say I would rate it like a a uh, maybe like a six or a five point five. So yeah. it went up a little bit. It's interesting, and 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 I I went. And did some more research on it, you know, and uh, I think that was one of the deals where I was like, I want to watch some stuff with Robert Culp. That came up and I had been, you know, I know Ken was kind of disappointed because he recommended it to us. And when when he when he heard my review, he's like, oh, I thought you would like that. It's my baby. I just don't. eh, It just doesn't. uh, I don't think it's that good. And that's just my opinion. Whatever. If you like it, great. 
Okay. Um, next thing I watched, uh, hopefully we're, we, uh, this will be my pick for next time. Okay. Uh, so we'll talk too much about it is 1977's Sudden Death. This oh, is yeah, a, we talked about this last time. Yeah, director uh, Eddie Romero movie. Uh, nice. Written uh, Robert Conrad, Don Stroud. Um, I just found this, and uh, much like um, even when I was watching it at first, I was like, okay, this is going to be really shitty. And uh, but it became a gem, nice. a found gem for me. You know, I don't know if, if you watch it, you might not like it. Um, yeah, we can do that, that with uh, we can do that with Alan's movie. Um, that I've yeah, forgotten was, the name of. Yeah, that can be next yeah. time. It'll be a surprise, so we won't say what it is. <laughs> It'll be a surprise to us too, because I can't fucking even remember where the file is. Oh, I've got, I've got the, um, I've still got the, um, the um, uh, instant message. I just saw it oh, yesterday. Okay, okay. You know, we, I don't know, need to watch that. Um, 2016's Fences, directed by Denzel Washington. Yay! And uh, starring Denzel Washington, Viola Davis, Stephen Henderson. Uh, no. Okay. This was, uh, it's based <laughs> on a play, um, by August Wilson mm-hmm. and a screenplay by August Wilson. <sighs> when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, holy shit, this looks really good. I want to see this. Um, I like the way it's shot. Mm-hmm. I like the, everything about like the, the costumes, about the, the time period it takes place in the setting and everything. I like all the actors in it, but it is. And, but when I was watching it, I was conscious the whole time and thinking, okay, this is a play. Right. Uh, because it all it takes even, place in like the backyard and the living room. Yeah. And it even comes across like a play on screen. Very. And, and um, I think they could have cut it down. It's almost, it's two hours and 20 minutes long. They could have cut it down, and and in a in a play when you're up on stage, there's so much exposition, and the people are talking, you know. And, and I love a, a dialogue-filled movie, yeah. but there are things that they do on stage sometimes that don't need to be done in a movie that don't need to be spoken, mm-hmm. like when somebody's like talking to God, like you know, you can do that. You could just show somebody without them even saying a word, you know, looking up in the sky with a tear coming down their face. The monologues or are what you probably have more issue the, with. The monologues yeah, yeah, just yeah. kind of got like I was like, okay, this isn't working for me that well. Uh I love Viola Davis. She's uh, really good and the fact that she can just like get a snotty nose in like a snot, second. Yeah. <laughs> a snot bubble. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, I, I had high expectations, still a good movie, but overly long. And I would give it, yeah, I've, I thought it was going to be a 10 and I would probably give it a mm, 7.5 maybe. Okay. I'm wondering if the play's good. I've never, I'd, I'd like to, I'd be interested to yo, see I, it. Yeah, I would like to go. I would like to go see. And see, I, I don't know if you've seen that uh, that clip floating around, and it has James Earl Jones doing the "I don't have to like you" scene when he did the play back in the late '80s, and then you have Denzel Washington doing the "I don't have to like you" scene, and it's like it shows them back to back, and it's Denzel Washington doing it in the play about mm-hmm. ten years ago. And it's comparing the two, and oddly, the audience laughs at the scene, and Denzel's. 
And like, I didn't, I don't know if like nobody laughed when I saw it in the theater during that scene. I, I thought that scene was good. I didn't, I didn't even feel the need to laugh, but you know, I'm, I'm curious, I guess like, like like maybe it was a little bit different in the play. I'm curious if it was. That's the, uh, they showed a part of that scene in the, I think in the trailer. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that, that really caught me and yeah, you know yeah, yeah. like you when when i i posted that i had watched this you put something about like daddy issues <laughs> yes and there was a lot in this that i yeah. i mean a lot in this that i could yeah. relate to but, yeah yeah so anyway but you know like i said i i it's one of those ones that i just think i had such high expectations i would like to if i could go see the same cast ooh, on uh, on this on the stage on you know stage. doing this or you know i, I used yeah, i'm to not sure who plays his like I'm not sure who played Denzel's wife in the stage version of Scarlett this. Johansson. Oh, okay. That works. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> anyway, uh, especially if she was like, had like real sexy and had her boobs, like a skin tight, uh, yoga pants. Anyway, how can you go wrong? You know, Jennifer Lawrence, I think that people thought she was going to be that way. Like, you know, uh, but she's failing, I think. Uh, Scarlet is so likable and and she just has that. She when, when we were talking about the wrestling thing, a, a good baby face is uh, good looking enough that all the women want to fuck him, but not so good looking that all the um, guys hate him. The yeah. guys kind of want to be him. That's how Scarlet is. She's she's. She's not so good looking and her, her personality that like all the women hate her. I think they'd probably like <laughs> want to be like her friend or something. Right. And of course right. all the guys want to fuck her. Um, and if you don't, you're not an American. Um, communist. Yes, exactly. But then again, that's different now. See, when they used to say communist as a slur, now the same people that were doing that during the Reagan era, all the way up till now, it's been turned on its head. They're the ones that are working with whatever. Let's. It's. It's. It, the world is upside down. Oligarchs abound. It's more like the um, Thomas Jane movie, and I can't remember what it was called. Uh, something about Mars, where there were no governments. There was just like standard or, or Exxon would be at war with. Um, uh, Time Warner Cable. It was just corporations, and <laughs> nice. the wars were between corporations. It was something Mars. It was Thomas Jane. It's a sci-fi movie, though. I mean, he becomes yeah. he's like a cyborg soldier and stuff. But it was I need to watch that. He's in some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We'll never interview him. You know that was pretty cool when uh, Will and the, the Sammy got uh, him on the GGTMC. You know, and he tried to like kind of like bulldoze him like they wouldn't know what he was talking about you know it's like some rinky he's thinking of some rinky dink show and he, he's like talking over him and stuff I, I need to go back and listen to that one that was a good one thomas jane i wonder if they still stay in touch they're anyway. good friends huh they're good friends <laughs> good personal friends thereby um thereby 2016's assassin's creed directed by justin kurzel Written yeah, by. No, didn't didn't have too much interest in seeing this one. I liked it. I've heard okay. it's it's one okay. of those ones that you know. I'll give, it a, I'll give it a shot. I've heard some poop about and everything. I have never played the game. Don't know either. anything about it. And I like um, 
I, I just I like Fassbender. So I mean, and it's got it's got a good cast. They said that they used a lot of the people that were in. Um, um, oh God, damn it! Not Hamlet. What the fuck was the one? <laughs> Macbeth. Oh, Macbeth. They used, yeah, yeah. They were they were. It was kind of like one of those deals with uh, Roger Corman, except on a large scale. Much larger were, budget. Yeah, they were making Macbeth, and then they, while while they were all together, you know, over there, they said, "Ah, fuck, let's let's, let's make, make a fifty else. million dollar movie while we're at it." <laughs> yeah, let's make a huge movie. Uh, <laughs> but um, I liked it. I liked Fastbender in it. It's got good action. You know, it didn't bother. I mean, I I went into it with that, knowing that like you know a lot of people didn't like it, and I tried to keep an open mind. You can't beat the Fastbender. Fastbender. Man, I wish I was. I wish I was in like, you know, he's slim but still got some muscles, but and not a giant hog. Yeah, he's the guy that like he's not so good looking that you don't want to fuck him. What? Anyway. Sister's such a burden. <laughs> You're a burden. And I was, and of course, after I watched that, I, I, I'm like, okay, I'm in the fastbender, uh, falling down that rabbit hole. So I was like looking up shame on Wikipedia and reading about it and <laughs> fish tank and all these movies that he was in. I like fastbender. He, yeah. he can. And, uh, what was the one, um, Frank with the big, big oh, paper yeah. machine? I need to watch that again. That's good too. And the, yeah. oh, in 12 years a slave. If you haven't seen that one, he's a real I piece saw of that shit one. in that one. Oh, Hey, what a what a jerk! And then, <laughs> then you know the white man comes and saves the day again. Yeah, honkies, honkies come and save the day. Um, now this one was uh, I don't know if I should say uh, a, a controversial movie on our group because there's only like three people on there that ever say anything. <laughs> actually posts. Yeah, uh, 2016's Jackie, uh, directed by Pablo Lorraine. Written by I didn't make Mel- this one. I was this one was like always on the table when I would go to the theater, and I never made it. Well, I'm one of these empathetic saps that like you know puts myself in the in the place, uh, especially in like emotional moments. Mm-hmm. Plus, I grew up in the generation like you know that was affected I, by that right. whole yeah. The house that I live in now, uh, my grandparents had a picture of. Um, uh, Bobby Kennedy and John Kennedy, like it was like a, a profile of both of them side by side uh, up on the wall. Uh, you know, they were like important to. Do you still our, have those photos? Um, I think my sister has it. Wow. Cause yeah. But, um, and, and, and it's just living in West Virginia, you know, uh, John Kennedy actually came when he was uh, campaigning yeah. to, to be president, actually came to West Virginia and went and was like shaking the coal miners hands and stuff like that. And it just it, 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 there's a there's a lot. I I he was killed in 63 and I was born in 65. Um, the so my and Bobby whole, Kennedy was what, 68, 69. Yeah. And so my whole extended family there, you know, uh it affected them, you know, and so I was brought up under that and everything. And just watching this now, you know, I know some people were saying, oh, it's boring uh, and everything. Um, the whole movie, and I knew this going in, is, and, and I, I, before I even watched it, I, I wanted to see it because I, it, it just seemed interesting to me that we see the Sapruder film. You know, you see him getting off the plane in, in Dallas and waving to the crowd, and then the Sapruder film and the, the assassination. 
And then maybe like, uh, you know, they're on the plane and Jackie's like in shock while Lyndon Johnson takes the oath of office to become president. But other than that, then it's kind of like, you know, things just kind of, uh, you, you have the RFK assassination years later. But after that, you're just thinking about just the things that you've seen and the whole um, conspiracy theory thing. You get kind of immersed in that, mm-hmm. but not thinking this poor woman and what she went through. I mean, just the horrifying horror of having this happen, the the, the shock, the horror, the, the grieving, you having two little kids – I mean, like little kids, and you go from the highest pinnacle. Of, You're like the one of the most well-known people on earth, and right. you, this happens on on such a public stage. Yeah, and then and, all of a sudden you're there, and then you're not at all anymore. And just the the the, the whole movie pretty much is just about her dealing with that, and um, and it just broke my heart. I swear there were times where I just was like just so emotional watching it. And uh, uh, Billy Crudup is in it, and um, I really liked him in. Um, oh God damn it! The movie about the the uh, uh, newspaper um, doing oh, the pedophile priests. <laughs> yeah, uh, special no. Um, what the fuck? Frag. Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah, and I, I, really, I liked him in that. I liked him in this. Um, uh, Greta. Gerwig is in this, and it like surprised her. me because I thought it was Chloe Sevigny, and I was like, "Oh, it's Chloe Sevigny's in this, you know, <laughs> in this part." But it was, and I like Greta Gerwig. That, that Chloe's a good egg. Yeah. Anyway, but I, I I really recommend this. I liked it. You know, some people didn't, but you know, it's fuck them then, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'd. Uh, boy, I just it just ripped my heart out. You know, I was like, oh. Mm. Uh, next thing I watched was on recommendation from uh, Big Willie, aka Large William, in the Great Northwest Territory, uh, around the Yukon or wherever. Um, <laughs> Living in a little shack out on the middle of a frozen lake, with with just a little battery powered uh, uh, eight inch um, black and white TV with rabbit ears, watching Toronto Raptors games. <laughs> uh, they made the playoffs, did they? Yeah, they've clinched. I don't watch basketball at all, so I haven't watched. Uh, I, you know, Thanks I used to, to watch basketball from. a lot. Now, yeah, yeah. North Thanks Carolina won, didn't they? North Carolina won. Yeah. I, they play. They play again today. They're they're uh, they're in the Elite Eight. I think they play. What time they play? I need to look that up. I picked West UCLA Virginia to win the whole beat. thing, and so my bracket is officially gone. WVU got beat um, and had a pretty crappy game. Uh, I think. Um, we got Florida, South Carolina at 220, and we have UNC, Kentucky at 5.05. So we need to be done by 5.05. Yes. And we'll, it might be pushing it, but we'll try. Um, yeah. let's, uh, two let's, two uh, and a half hours of show, six hours of actual <laughs> Skype time. Yes, yes. Um, Requiem for the American Dream. Uh, this is the large William recommendation. Um, this is on Netflix instant directed by Peter D Hutchinson. Uh, and it's, um, a documentary, uh, that stars Noam Chomsky. Uh, and it's funny because they always introduce Noam Chomsky as one of the 
you know, uh, premier scholars and of our time, one of the greatest minds of our time and everything. And Ralph Nader points this out all the time. Uh, how many times do you see Noam Chomsky on ABC, on NBC, on CBS, on MSNBC, on CNBC, on Fox News, on the... You know, <laughs> He's never on any of these shows. They're going to war, and he's anti-war, and you know, uh, you know, uh, really like hits you in the face with, you know, some of the stuff that we do that causes the chickens that come home to roost yeah. uh, against America. But this is all about um, sort of the when I was talking earlier about like the oligarchs and the the uh, almost like a a. I sh- I want I don't want to say conspiracy because it's a conspiracy means that you know like the could possibly mean the the aluminum foil hats and everything and this is actually going down it's a uh, these large um, rich billionaires industrialists corporatists and stuff like that oligarchs that are um, working the system so mm-hmm. the rich get richer the poor get poorer. And the American dream is in smithereens, unless you consider the American dream. If you are one of those people, the American dream is great. It's like when they say, when we invaded Iraq, we're going to get that oil for us. It's going to take a little time to become great again. I mean, it's but, not but overnight. People, when they would say something like that, people would be like, yeah, we're going to get that oil. And the thing that I always say to people is, you don't understand. When they say, <laughs> we're going to get that oil, they don't mean you. <laughs> They, they don't include us. They they mean them. Yep. And it's the same thing with uh, when they say, well, the uh, the economy's doing great right now. It's doing great for them. But then, you know, we're the When's the last country. time you got a raise, dummy? Yeah. Yeah. Since, yeah. yeah, wages have been stagnant since like the fucking 70s or whatever. And the trickle down <laughs> still hasn't come. And they're still pushing that. Um, so anyway, but it's good. It's on Netflix Instant uh, if you're a a hippie liberal. Uh, but Pico. if you're not, watch it anyway because maybe it'll open your fucking eyes and get you out of that goddamn cult bubble. Um, <laughs> 2017's Kong Skull Island. Hey, guess what? You watched that too. I went and saw it too. Uh, directed by Jordan Volt uh, Roberts. Written by Dan Gilroy. Uh, screenplay by Max Bornstein. Starring Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, and Brie Larson. <laughs> My God. Okay. I love this movie. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot uh, of fun. I like that. Uh, I liked John C. Riley in it, too. Oh, yes. He, he, oh my God, what a look that guy has. So in the trailer, I thought that he was just going to be like goofy as fuck. Right. And he kind of was like at times, but they like it worked when you actually saw the whole movie. But oh, in yeah. the trailer, they just have him being like, gur, gur, I'm John C. Riley. <laughs> it would get, he, he kind of, uh, it seemed like it was going to be a Danny McBride, uh, yeah, yeah. star thing. He just does his Danny McBride. But you know, you know why I say that and why I bring that up is because I saw the trailer for the new Aliens movie and I'm like, Danny McBride, really? Is he going to be in there? You know, he's, he's going like, to be. The, he's probably going to be the Paxton character. Yeah, he's going to do the truck driver, you know, redneck thing with that fucking weird looking perm mullet. Does he still have? Well, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a perm. I think he just has hair. Like that. I don't know. He he's worn thin with me. He's as much a one trick pony as Tom Hardy. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a very dangerous man. Um, <laughs> 
I like Tom Hiddleston in this. He was really good. Samuel Loki. Jackson plays the, you know, the, a lot of the characters are in, in this are, you know, the, the kind of stereotypical characters that you would Tro- see. In tropes it. of the monster movie. Oh, yeah. But Brie Larson is so fucking good looking in this that it made my heart hurt. I, mean, <laughs> I not, hate that. Not, not my dick. No, I'm not talking the sexual. That was that was later. I'm like, oh my god, she is so pretty in this movie that I just was like, oh god, there, maybe there is a god. I don't know. Okay, one nah. thing I liked. Yeah, <laughs> 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 lucky DNA. She's probably a bitch. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she is probably really nice. I love her. I love her in everything she's in. She is on the Scarlet level, except okay. she won an Oscar, and Scarlet. Scarlett hadn't won an Oscar, has she? Is that a laughable so. thing to even ask? Um, she's she's fine. She's yeah. a good actress. I don't know that she's ever going to be. She'd have to have a. I think she would have to have a pretty, a, a really good director. Well, to I was ever. thinking like you know the one with Sofia Coppola with her Bill Murray, but I don't think she. Got That's a long fucking time ago too. I mean, she was really young then. Boy, she had a nice ass then too. Anyway, but I think <laughs> Brie Larson is on the same level as her as far as likable, good looking. Okay. Like, like not so, not like glamorous. Um, Naturally, they're they they do not have to try. Yeah, and and just seems like a, the girl next door kind of nice. Yeah. Oh, she's so good looking. But one thing I like. Okay, you have the movie Jaws, which the build up that Spielberg used. You didn't see the shark. You saw like glimpses, but you didn't really see. <laughs> this uh, this takes the opposite. Of this one gets, and I like I like that because I think some of the movies lately, like. Um, uh, Hulk movie with um, what's his name, the whiny guy from American History X, Ed, oh, Edward Norton. Norton. Um, I think sometimes it's like, okay, you're making a superhero movie, or they, they were talking about this with like uh, the Iron Fist Netflix TV show. God damn it, it's a fucking monster movie. It's a kaiju movie. It's a superhero movie. Show the kaiju, show the superheroes. And get to fucking fighting and brawling in action. You can fucking do your acting chops alongside of it, but you are not the fucking show. The show (laughs) is, you know. You're there to run away from the show. Yes. And doing the Hurricane Ranas and stuff like that. So, anyway, (laughs) I like that they get right down to the. I mean, right. Oh, my God. I was watching, I was like, okay, it's going to be one of those things where, you know, you hear a roar in the background or see a giant footprint. Or, and the next thing you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker's going fucking berserk. And then um, um, another thing that I, I like in these movies is like the same thing I think with, uh, now, uh, and I agree that this is way better than the last Godzilla movie with the, guy the high-pitched voice guy from the john travolta we oh, grow the, the the u.s godzilla yeah the last yeah. one now i liked when they got going with that and he was fighting even though he kind of so, had big fat legs so well, the he, new the new japanese godzilla movie has finally hit blu-ray so we should be seeing that soon i need to see that that's the one i anti-socially left the middle of because i was sitting too close to people that were getting on my nerves that's when you fart for start farting and then no, it, it it wouldn't have helped. It, had, it was a sniffer on one side, mm-hmm. and a chip bag rustler on the other. Now, were, were they women or men? One was a woman. The chip bag rustler was a woman. The man was sniffing, okay. and uh, and 
I'm pretty sure the dude's arm touched me more than once because oh. it was one of the theaters with the skinny chairs. Yeah, so. you might not have been able to get rid of him. He might have been hitting on you. But I was going to say, with the woman, you could always do the yawn and put your arm around the back of her chair. Or <laughs> your, just sit down and put your hand on her leg. Don't even look over at her. Ask, <laughs> her, if she, ask her if she wants some of my popcorn and with the uh, box with the hole in the bottom. Yeah, like Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Cut a hole in the bottom and put your... <laughs> you know, that would that seems funny, but you know if it's salty popcorn, it would be very uncomfortable. Your urethra would be taking a beating. Um, <laughs> I like this. I if if you're, uh, I always say monster movie. I guess you know that's the American version of saying a kaiju. It's a monster movie, yeah. It's, and it's then different. someone said, you know, oh, I think Terry Frost said on on uh, Paleo Cinema that he did not know to stay until after the credits. I'm glad I saw you mention that because yeah. I had a I had a slight chub as I watched the uh, and as, it was, as I watched the post credits. I watched a movie the other day and I cannot remember what it was. It may have, mm, I don't think it was that. This movie when I because I was watching it on my iPad, I can't remember what it was, but I wanted so bad. And I've got to tell you when we're not recording, but I heard a guy like talking to his dad after the movie. It was only three of us that stayed until after the credits. And I heard a guy mention something. He's like, and, and I'll tell you what it was. And I wanted to just yell out to him, no, it's this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll well, tell you. There was only three people in the theater with me, a couple and an old lady. And like I, I said on the <laughs> this old lady at the end of the fucking movie stood up and applauded. She was clapping. <laughs> and she was a senior citizen because when nice. I go, it's usually just like old people yeah. in wheelchairs and stuff. And um, But. They started getting up to leave, and I just wanted to, to say, don't leave. There's Stay something after, after the credits, but I don't know these people, and I thought yeah. they might be like, fuck off, douche, you know, nerd, <laughs> nerd douche. But um, the movie I was watching on my iPad the other day, I got to one part of it, and I was like, fuck, man, there's, there's like uh, 15 minutes left of this. How could there be? It looks like it's wrapping up. The fucking credits at the end. I swear to God, the movie ended, and I watched the credits because I thought, well, maybe they'll show something. You know, I get paranoid now that there's going to be something at the end of the credits. The credits were like 15 minutes long. <laughs> Look, how can this be? Okay, 2016's Allied. Uh, Robert Zemeckis is the director, and it That's stars Brad, Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. Cotillard, yeah. Cotillard. She's, she's a she's an attractive uh, uh, lady as well. French. She's French, yes. Okay. So, Coltillard, Coltillard. Um, God, I was watching some wrestling. They have these um, uh, lute wrestling, I guess, from like uh, Montreal, because I think mm -hmm. it was Dino Bravo and uh, Rick Martel's promotion. And they do, like a lot of the guys still speak English, but the, the, the announcers and everything, for the most part, speak uh, French. Mm-hmm. So you hear like Dino Bravo comes out and he's speaking fluent French. Uh, <laughs> Lord Alfred Hayes is out there and he just fucking is like speaking, I mean, fluent French and not like Bonjourno, oh, you know. I mean, he's, you know, has the and all that shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, that's not fucking uh, Spanish. Um, so anyway, Allied. Didn't know anything about this other than it was the movie that was made when Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie split. And there was some question whether he was having an affair with this uh, Marianne, Marianne or Marianne Cotillard. Um, 
but anyway, so I went into it with a you know open mind because I didn't know anything about it other than it was a World War II kind of a spy-y kind of movie. And it was different than what I thought it was going to be, and I liked it because it was. Yeah, um, that's good. I liked it all right. The first part of it where he goes over there and all the shit goes down, that's how I thought the whole movie was going to be. I that, didn't know. that stuff at the party was really cool. It was yeah. more brutal than I thought it was going to be also. But I just I did not I did not know I thought the whole movie was going to be them sort of undercover being pursued and you know worrying that they're they the, the Nazis know who they are and everything. Yeah. But there it takes a twist and the majority of the movie has nothing to do with that. And and you were talking who oh so about Silva not wanting to show his ass. Yeah. Well Brad Pitt has no Makes uh, he I think he has in his contract that he has to show his ass <laughs> in the He's car. He's no spring chicken, but yeah, he showed his ass. I mean, you know, didn't see she has some big boobs for a skinny chick. I like her. Yeah, she wasn't too bad. She was. Uh, I I didn't realize this until I think I was in the middle of watching it. And she's the one that was a uh, uh, DiCaprio's wife in Inception. Yes. She was a bitch in that, man. Every time she showed up, it was like that hand coming through my wall when I'm sleeping. Shoot up, shop. Mare hen, whatever. Shop. Shoop, shoop, shoop. Pow. Um, 1932's Grand Hotel. I got on a, a, a classic movie kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this was directed by Edmund Goulding, uh, written by Vicky Baum. And it must have been a play by William Absalon Drake. As William A. Drake, and um, this is one of the older, oldest movies I think that I have watched in a long time, 1932. Now, this was a play, and one of the reasons I, I, I wanted to see this is um, uh, on Paleo Cinema, I think it was on Paleo Cinema, Terry Frost and I reviewed a movie with Rod Taylor that took place, the whole movie took place in a, a hotel, a very you know nice hotel, and you had all the, the, you had different stories going on at the same time with different guests and the manager of the hotel, which was Rod Taylor, kind of revolved around. I can't remember the name of it, but this this is similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Greta Garbo, uh, John and Lionel Barrymore, and a very very young Joan Crawford. Um, now, I really like this. Um, I'm not sure other than like with John Barrymore and Lionel Barrymore, I don't think I had seen them in anything except when they were a lot older and like John Barrymore was a drunk and, you know, did a lot of like, um, uh, cashing checks and maybe some like movies where he wore a lot of like, uh, makeup and shit like that. Uh, in this one, he's pretty young and, and he's the suave, sophisticated, you know, kind of, uh, cad, but likable. Likeable cad. The likable cad. A cad. Uh, Lionel Barrymore. Now, you know when you have two brothers in a movie and they're not supposed to be related, but it would be like if you had – now, see, like Ben Affleck and Casey Affleck could pull it off because they don't really look alike to me at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the way these two are. You would not – if I wouldn't have known, looked at the credits, and you know, I wouldn't have thought that these two guys were related at all, and they don't look alike or anything. They, this is um, – John Barrymore is uh, the father of John Drew Barrymore, who played Rasputin, and the grandfather of Drew Barrymore. 
Um, but it's interesting. And this is another one. When I watched it, I went and looked up a bunch of shit on Wikipedia about John Barrymore, Lionel Barrymore, Greta Garbo. I will say this, and I know this is probably maybe blasphemy for, uh, uh, classic movie fans. This is maybe the only movie I think I'd have to look it up. Uh, I may have seen other movies with Greta Garbo, but I'm not sure. I didn't think she was all that great. Joan Crawford was God, Jesus Christ. Joan Crawford looked like she was 20 years old and she was really good. A lot of charisma. I don't even know, was she even known as a great actress or was she just like a good looking? I don't know, but man, I mean, when I read a lot about her, she was a really kind of an anti, so they said it wasn't cause she was mean. Mm-hmm. She was just like really antisocial and, uh, didn't like being around. That's hmm. kind of like, you know, people that we know. Um, anyway, I don't know who you're talking about, but, um, they kept saying that she was worried because she was playing a prima ballerina and she was worried that she was too old to play the part. She was only like 27 years old in this movie. Oh, what so a fucking old whore. Yeah. old. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's interesting just to read the, like on this one, um, the IMDB like trivia stuff about the behind the stage kind of stuff, interactions and everything. I really like Jim Crawford in this, you know, you see mommy dearest and she's painted as being this, psycho bitch and everything and maybe she was maybe she wasn't i don't know but um i suppose she had she just had some pretty eyes i know that anyway uh next thing was another oldie 1944's gaslight uh uh, directed by george uh cukor um written by john van druten uh the screenplay uh walter reich uh this was uh charles boyer Ingrid Bergman, who is very, very young in this, and Joseph Cotton, who I like uh, in like Third Man and some other movies, uh, some other uh, like Orson Welles movies. Um, this one is, I think it won an, an Oscar, um, as I, I, I believe that um, Grand Hotel did too. Um, this one is um, kind of a, I didn't know anything about it, and it's one of these ones where like a guy comes into the widow's life mm-hmm. and you know, of course she falls in love and everything, but he has an agenda. So I'm not going to say too much more about that one, but it, uh, other than I, I, I really liked it. Some of these older movies, um, the acting in it might be, I don't know if I would say dated, but you know, they, they had a, But the story is really good. That's all I'm going to say. I, I just liked okay. I like the, the story. And uh, in, uh, Ingrid Bergman, I always had the hots for her, too. Uh, another oldie, but a goodie um, for uh, for Joan Crawford is uh, Mildred Pierce, 1945. I think she won an Oscar for that one. Um, this is a classic uh, directed by Michael Kuritz, uh, written by Ronald McDougall. And the screenplay and by the novel by James M. Kane, uh, Joan Crawford, Jack Carson, Zachary Scott. Uh, this is uh, like the premiere or one of the because she was in a lot of good movies. Um, Joan Crawford uh, movie. Like I said, I think she won an Oscar for this. Um, didn't know anything about it. I've heard about it for years. And I thought, you know, I don't know. If, you know wonder what I don't even know what it's about. Good movie. Good movie. Good movie. Okay. Um, like the cast, like the, the actors, like I, um, the one guy that I really liked in this was, uh, uh, Jack Carson, who plays Wally Fay. Uh, he's kind of a, a character actor, but he, I mean, God, that guy's got a lot of charisma. 
Really liked him. Um, Bruce Bennett plays Burt Pierce, Mildred's husband or one of her husbands. Um, he's one of these guys that was like, um, when she sees him, he's like, oh, he's really very handsome and everything. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I think he was too <laughs> handsome. I thought maybe, you know, he seemed like he might not like Mildred Pierce. He might like Burt Pierce better. I don't know. But it maybe not, you know, it's just like, you know, back then they had like the little pencil thin mustache and stuff. So, but I, I, I like that one. It was, it was, it was good. I like the, the time period too. And everything. And last thing I watched was, uh, last night I caught, um, got caught up on the, uh, legends of tomorrow TV show. Um, Oh my God. I still have like two episodes left of the first season. Oh my God. I know. Is the second season, is the second season done already? Um, or are they still going? Is it, are they in like hiatus or something? Been, is it? Did they go like twelve? The first season was like sixteen or seventeen episodes. It's so. they're still going then. Okay. Um, this show is just so much fun. I just like it. It's just fun. And um, like I said, I'm not a DC guy, but the more I watch this show, the more I want to delve into, you know, DC. I'm I not. Know, I wish they had a comic book like this. Like I wish. They, fucking Degaton and and all these guys were just like in a regular series. Well, led they have a Legends series that has just come out. Oh, okay, I haven't I believe, seen it. I don't know if it's any good though. I mean, I don't know anything about. It. I'm pretty sure that they they have one coming because I was like, man, as popular as the show is and everything, um, I'm not sure that this season. Well, I'm still going along with this season, so I mean, I'm not going to say. I was going to say I'm not sure it's as good as the first season, but it's good. It's yeah. it's a, it's a fucking fun watch. Um, I'm just a little. I'm I'm not as uh, into uh, White Canary as much as I was the first season. Man, I was had a mega crush on her, and I still <laughs> feel like I want to crush on her on this one in this season. But something's different. I don't know what it is. She I can't. Changed, she changed her hair. She changed her hair. I think it's a little darker or something. I don't know what it is. Maybe she's just getting old. She's out of my age group. She's. I don't know. She's finally 30. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Puke. Anyway, so that's all I have. Um, okay. Uh, I, I watched a bit. Um, did hey. I watch any TV this week? Eh, no, not really. Um, you watched a little games. I, I did play a lot of, a lot of Zelda. Um, I, um, I've been wa- I've been slowly watching this old seventies uh, show called Common Rider. This Japanese, um, he was a cyborg that rode a motorcycle. A uh, rider? I thought you said I thought you meant rider. Right. Yeah, like ride, not writer. <laughs> cyborg writer, writer. That would be a quite that would be a quite different show. Uh, he just writes it would a be novel. an interesting show. He writes if a he novel a, in like forty-five minutes. Yeah, he's a cyborg, and so and he has like it, it, what was the uh, Japanese movie about the um, Tetsuo? Tetsuo the Iron Man. Yeah, Tetsuo the Iron Man. Except he, there's no action, there's no sex or anything. He's just a writer. And it makes the six million dollar man when he get like yeah. he goes on a spree and writes it's a whole just chapter. Incidental. He's a cyborg. It has nothing to do with the. You don't hear talking or anything. You just watch him typing the whole episode. <laughs> yes. That Wait, do like that. Do that again. It sounded. It sounded kind of like. Again. I'll fuck up my IMDb. My oh, it's, it's it sounded kind of like our uh, our 
first time watches show that we did last year. <laughs> what? <laughs> somebody somebody typing like crazy on our on the fucking mic. I don't remember that at all. Who? I don't know. It's probably I think it was Vishnu. Oh, okay. It's just, was that last year or was that the year before last? Last year was like only a f- how many months away? We didn't do a fucking best of. We didn't do one this year. Did we do one? I don't even remember. It's almost like two years ago. How much? Oh my there? god, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> well, hey, when we did that best of show last year, <laughs> we didn't do a best of show. I don't think we did, did we? I don't remember. If we did, it was at the beginning of... It would have been at the beginning of the year, if anything. I don't even think we did one then, did we? I don't know. I guess I could go back and look, because we only uh, have like five episodes since then, so... <laughs> <laughs> it'd be uh, easy to flip back well um, i mean i think we're like the most unlikable podcast we are so out of it as far as like you know when they they used to do the um was it the the um top 30 of the year and and these things like that and like now you know oh nothing we got i guess nothing. you have to participate to be in the loop we got zero loop our loop is a straight line it's it's like we're like a, a true detective as a, a flat circle. Our li- our our podcast is a flat circle. I it's still f- haven't seen the first season of that. It's a fat circle. It is. It's a, no. It's a fat line. It's round on the ends and dangling on one side. I, I God, I'm just stuck. Okay, uh, couples. <laughs> a couple of uh, black exploitation films I watched in one day. Starring Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> one uh, directed by Michael Campus and written by Robert Poole and starring Max Julian and a and a, a not funny Richard Pryor. Mm. Roger Mosley's in it. Uh, the Mac. Uh, I always assumed because Richard Pryor was in this that it was going to be a comedy. Right. Uh, it was not at all. We need to review this. Yeah, here we need to review this and the other one I watched starring. Um, uh, Roscoe Orman, who later that year went on to become Gordon on Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, I remember uh, Gordon. Yeah, Willie Dynamite. I think I think he's still on the show, like forty years later. Hmm. Maybe it's Do not they, on. Uh, is it? Well, I think it. I heard still the other day it? it's it's on HBO, but I That's think weird. they still show it on PBS. They show like the old episodes, maybe. Yeah. Well, PBS is going away because uh, King Cheeto. Uh, thinks that the $25 that the government spends on it is important to save. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's still on it or not, but um, the the Mac is more like it's a guy coming out of prison and the way he's going to build himself back up is becoming a pimp. And then he's got like his brother kind of saying, you know, this is a little too much, man, that kind of thing. And so Maybe him that's what like, you should do. Like, yeah. you know, with your job and taking those tests and stuff? Ugh. Become a pimp? Oh, my God. I still have to take that test. Oh, um, sorry. Sorry I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Now the rest of my days are going to be even worse. Um, and then uh, Willie Dynamite, uh, he's already established as a pimp, and he's got kind of a... Um, I don't know if she's a writer. I can't... It says a social worker. Writer. I thought no, she was a journalist or what, and she's with a, a a district attorney, and she's trying to like bust him basically. Why don't they make that legal? Pimping? No, prostitution. Then they wouldn't have pimps. Speaking of which, Dig I it? did watch. You posted it. Uh, I watched that Louis Thoreau one about the brothel in mm-hmm. 
Do you no, think you could good. do that? Like, wouldn't go to a whorehouse? Yeah. No. It would. It would just seem so uh, awkward. Like when that, yeah. in that in that documentary, when that one guy, like he's a skinny guy, and the I mean, the chick complained that he had like giant cock. The one with the big dick. Yeah. Yeah. When, like him standing there was so awkward, and he's like, "Yeah, it's it good." I was like, and she could care less. Yeah. The ones couldn't that care gets, less. The ones that get so comfortable. That they're just like, hey, how are you? Let's well, let's go negotiate, and they have the whole thing like it's nothing. Ugh. Then and they want to talk to the girl, and oh, the one that made me sick was the one that wanted to the girlfriend experience. You know, he was like wanting to kiss and act like Ugh. she was his girlfriend, and she's like, listen, okay, we can go so far with this, but this is you know, you're you're getting a little too. Man, it was yeah, but that was it was a good little. Uh, it was like what that place t- smells like. I saw a thing one time, and the guy on one of those shows, like maybe it's on HBO, they went to like uh, the Bunny Ranch and stuff, and the guy said that uh, it, everything smelled like disinfectant and chlorine. Yeah, I was gonna say it probably smells like a hospital in the clean places. Yeah, yeah. that's um, why I just like doing it in a dark alley. <laughs> don't even worry about who the person is. Yeah, I don't even want to see their face. I hate, I hate seeing the face. <laughs> <laughs> Lift up your skirt, dude. <laughs> um, I uh, I watched a Dario Argento movie I had not seen with uh, Jennifer Connelly, uh, Phenomena from 1985. Uh, this is very reminiscent of Suspiria. Uh, there's no witches. It's kind of a murder mystery, but it's it's one of those boarding school type stories. And she has Big this co- what? Big knockers. Not yet. She was like a teenager in this, so she was still growing into her into herself. Um, but she had the ability to, uh, I don't know if she fully communicates, but she has some kind of like power over insects. Like she has like some kind of bond with them. Like bees will land on her hand and she's just like, no, you know, don't, don't swat the bee away. And, uh, you know, and insects want to help her and that kind of works into the story too. And there's a chimp in it that's uh, pretty funny like jumps on the hood of a or the roof of a car and Jesus <laughs> Lancelot Link secret chimp um, but that was good I liked it and it's got a very good soundtrack um, it's a good uh, before Argento really started going off the rails but what his uh, daughter must not have been available she was she I think she would have been really young um, I would like to, to get her and um, Ivanka Trump uh, together in a room and have them like talk about their dads. Oh yeah, okay. She was, she was only she made her she made her debut in an Italian comedy uh, TV miniseries in 1985 when she was nine. So she would have been too young for this. Mm. Um, let's see. Now I was surprised after I watched this next one uh, that people kind of like gave it shitty reviews. Um, it's uh. Written and directed Dennis Hawk, uh, too late, and I don't know if this is twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen. Oh yeah, so yeah. Um, kind of the good goal. Oh, good lord. Um, good gourd. Good uh, gourd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too late was really. I thought it was pretty cool. It's, it. It. I was a little confused by something that Zom helped. Uh, 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 translate for me, but um, that was uh, most likely my fault. I don't think it was a, a problem with the movie. Jesus Christ. And 
<laughs> Jesus Cristo. And it's a kind of a PI type movie. Um, John. Like John Hawks. Yeah, John Hawks and uh, Jeff Fahey is in it kind of for a few. Robert Forster's in it a little bit. Uh, but it's mainly John Hawks, and it's. It's it's one you want to see. Like it's hard to explain. The plot's not even Jesus. The plot's not even super in depth. Um, but the fact that it happens not chronologically, you gotta like pay attention. You're like you'll see something like oh okay oh there's the there's that car that kind of thing. Um, didn't he drive a Trans Am like a yeah Burt something Reynolds, like a Firebird white, or a Trans Am white one? The, yeah yeah. But I thought it was good. I don't I didn't understand like I mean it wasn't. It didn't blow me away, but I liked it. I mean, the mm-hmm. people, man, there was some shitty reviews out there for it. So, yeah, what do people know? Nothing. What do we I know? Mean, there's, there's only four of them on our group. <laughs> well, not on our group. I don't know if anybody said anything about it on our group. Surprise. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I, I went. I went to the theater and watched Get Out from 2017, uh, the new Jordan Peele uh, horror movie. That was no. the one you were going to go see it, and you you split and went to see Wolverine instead. Yeah, because well, yeah, because it was Logan. so crowded. Um, but I, I got in this time and had a, an entire row to myself. How does that make you feel? Uh, very safe and empty inside. Um, the so I was I didn't know what to expect from this. Uh, Jordan Peele is from the Key and Peele comedy guys. So I thought it was going to have a lot of, like, like I thought it was going to be a horror comedy because I didn't I don't watch trailers so I didn't know and it's it's, it's 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 not at all I don't like know anything about it. It's definitely got a well the 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 plot the plot synopsis isn't going to tell you too much either. A young African American man visits his Caucasian girlfriend's mysterious family estate. Um, oh, okay, it, I saw the trailer for this. Yeah, yeah. it has a message. Uh, which was and it was good and but it's I mean it gets a, a brutal more than I thought um, it's a, it's a thriller I'd say more than a horror uh, the 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 there's a guy in it that plays the son of the family his name is Caleb Landry Jones now this guy looks like a goddamn creep and like he's really <laughs> gross in the movie but if you look at his face like there's no way he'll ever play a hero in anything because he just looks like a creep. <laughs> hmm. He's what he's the guy like you were saying about the baby face before. This is the guy that will always be a heel. Yeah, yeah. But um, Catherine Keener's in it, and I like her. Um, what is that guy's name? Oh, Stephen Root, who he's the I believe you have my stapler guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in it too. But he's the the main guy, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I liked him a lot, and I noticed he had some very juicy eyeballs. He's one of these guys that can just like stare straight ahead and tears just come out of his eyes, which happens a couple times in the movie. And there was an appearance by this guy that looks so familiar. I'm trying to find his name. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Hmm. So the reason I'm bringing him up, he looks like Dave Chappelle or something, and I, I thought that in the movie. So the next movie I watched, because I was talking about this the next day at work, they're like, oh yeah, like Keith Stanfield, and they hadn't seen the movie yet. They thought he he doesn't play a big part in Get Out, mm-hmm. but they assumed he did from the trailer. They're like, oh, he was awesome. He had a small part in Straight Outta Compton playing Snoop. 
I was like, you know what? I've never seen I've never seen Straight Outta Compton, so I watched that, and, and it's, it's it's fine. It's it's I thought it was a decent movie. It's pretty long. Um, this is it's directed by F. Gary Gray, who what else has he done? The Ital- Wait, did he direct? The, oh, he directed the Italian Job, the Mark Wahlberg version. Hmm. The Negotiator. Uh, I haven't Mark seen most Wahlberg. of his stuff. Be cool. I don't know that I maybe saw that on video when it came out. Watch the um, uh, Michael Caine version. Oh, he was. Oh, he directed Friday. That's why I know his name. When I think of Michael Caine and you know the kind of parts that he plays, the the next step I think of is Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's that's a logical jump. Same with Cary Grant. Um, so my 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 friend was right that Lakeith Stanfield does play an amazing Snoop Dogg in, in it. Oh. He he's not in it for long. Maybe like two minutes of screen time. But it, does I, this have um, Suge Knight? It does have Suge Knight. It's the it's the whole story. It's the it's okay. them getting together in high school, starting the group, touring, breaking up, that whole the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Giamatti plays their uh, their manager. Does it have anything about Ice Cube being in Triple X Two? Uh, you know what? It kind of, it doesn't mention that specifically, but it does talk about the six. It does like touch on the successes of the members of the group after the fact, except for Easy E, who died of AIDS, unfortunately yeah, for him. Yeah. But um, the guy that played Easy E, Jason Mitchell, was really good. Um, the guy that, and the guy that played, and I've seen him probably in some other stuff. This guy Corey Hawkins that plays Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was pretty good too. Maybe I should so, watch this. The next day, when I went to go see Kong Skull Island, uh, Easy E and um, uh, Doctor Dre are both in it. In um, what? In Kong Skull Island. So Doctor Dre, the guy that plays Doctor Dre, is the one that was the. Oh, I thought you meant the real fucking Doctor Dre. No, 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 the like, guy that plays Doctor Dre. Okay. Um, he is. He is. Uh, they had to um, be soldiers. No. Well, one of them is not. John, uh, John Goodman's like he had the two kind of oh, helper yeah, yeah, scientists. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that was Doctor Dre. The other one was a soldier. He was one of the. He was the younger black guy that was good friends with the weirder older guy that both drove the helicopter. Yeah. Do you think that? Okay. And I think that was him. I need to find that. Say Kong like Skull Island. Mm-hmm. If they would have had instead of Samuel Jackson and. Tom Hiddleston, uh-huh. if they would have had Scott Adkins and Dolph Lundgren in those parts, would it have been? And, and everything else was exactly the same. Uh, it might have detracted from it. Maybe. Nah, I would have liked it. Um, and now maybe if they went chasing a like a big lizard in China, it might have been amazing. <laughs> well, what I'm saying, you know, give them a big, give them a better budget. Yeah, yeah. Better script, better budget, better special bigger, effects. Bigger monster. I mean, oh, well, you can't get much bigger of a monster than Dolph Lundgren. I didn't realize how big her boobs were. Wow. Dig it. Maybe, uh, she was, maybe she was enhancing it just for the, like, because they wanted her to be the um, femme fatale, the, the classic, like, Fay Ray kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. I don't know. But I never noticed her. I like that they. I like that they. Uh, they even teased Kong doing the like the jaw rip that you always see in yes! the Kong movies. Yeah, yes, he didn't I quite do it, but he, yeah. he tried. He tried. I thought for sure that was coming. Yep. 
And those monsters in that were fucking gross. Well, that's what I was going to say with with the uh, the monsters that they had in the last American Godzilla movie, mm-hmm. and and then and then the monsters in this. The, it's the thing about the 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 uh, the uh, baby face that's so good looking. You know what as I've said like yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's even though you have these beasts that like Kong, or even Godzilla. They make the villain kaiju just repulsive. You can't yeah. like them. They yeah. are so gross. But that it, bone it, it, field it, it, when they'd come and just vomit the bones that they yeah, but digested. Yeah, you think about it, they're still just a, a fucking animal, you know. Yeah. But but, but still, it, I hated those ones in Godzilla that were double teaming Godzilla that had the wing. <laughs> you know, I was like, they were so just gross looking. I, you just had to like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Where. And in this one, they they didn't have any like didn't they they didn't have back legs did they they just had like a tail no it was like a snake body two big <laughs> arms and their skull face yeah they were repulsive yeah but but you know maybe they and I thought the monster design in it was really good I liked the movie I thought it was a lot of fun um, the monster design overall was good like there was that one that looked like a fucking log the big like uh, I like that looking things I, I love that one. The because spider it, was fucked up, man. Oh man, that was, was gross with the hell. bamboo legs. Yeah, but the log, the log monster, I thought was so good because it was just like a different take. Yeah, you know, with what happened with it, it just was kind of like, hmm. <laughs> it was a <laughs> oh, why did you do that? Yeah, fucker. And the I thought the makeup of the like the natives that lived on the island looked really cool too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I'll finish this up. I had three rewatches the last few days. Um. Uh, Santo versus the Blue Demon in Atlantis. Uh, yes. This is <laughs> this is one of the more out there ones, and this is coming from uh, the the realm of uh, a professional wrestler that fights Martians. Um, but this is a a Nazi scientist who has taken up residence in the ruins the of Atlantis, oh. and he is planning on launching a nuclear bomb, and he <laughs> and he hypnotizes Blue Demon. And tries to like do the same to, to, to El Santo, and I would love it that like everybody can just swim to Atlantis, and take hold their breath for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the henchmen all wear scuba gear. Santo just dives in the water and swim. he just holds his breath because he is Santo. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 dumb. I like they it. They need to fucking put the uh, blue demon and. In that, like a kaiju Kong movie, and much like the uh, Tetsuo, right? Uh, you know, uh, author, it, he would just wear the mask, and they wouldn't explain anything. He would just <laughs> be like part of the crowd. Nobody would even say that he's wearing, talk about him wearing the mask or anything. Nope, not at all. And he could do like a jet jaguar, where somehow he gets large and fights a giant gorilla or the Ultraman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That I I went for the low budget uh, spinoff of Ultraman. Nice. Actually, that might have been higher budget. I mean, it was a it was a ripoff of Ultraman, but yeah, it was man, a ripoff. That's more the first Ultraman shows were really low budget. <laughs> um, I, I rewatched Fever Pitch. I've seen this movie a lot. The 1997 British one with Colin Firth. Uh, this is a Nick Hornby story screenplay. Um, I like Nick Hornby stuff, so he has uh, he makes comfort food movies. Uh, High Fidelity, I've seen like a fucking dozen times. Oh, I love and, that one. Yeah, and uh, did we review High Fidelity? That seems like a good one for us. Yeah, <laughs> Man, but uh, I, I, it's like one of the ones that like uh, 
two schlubs can relate to. Yeah, about oh, a boy he did. Oh, that one's good. Cry. Um, let's, see what, let's see. An education was good. Brooklyn. Oh, he did Brooklyn. You like that one a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a Nick Hornby story. Uh, and then uh, this morning, um, while I gave up on coffee because I feel like shit, like I started drinking coffee. I'm like, ugh, still, still not working. Uh, Forty eight hours. Uh, Walter Hill directed Nick Nolte, Eddie Murphy. Ah, oh, for uh, Christ's sake! Ah, yeah. I'm too fucking tired. And it's 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 still like what I what I feel about this movie is that the story itself is just kind of whatever. Like it's fine, but I really like Nolte and Murphy are so <laughs> so good. Uh, it's that that makes the movie. It makes it more in, way more interesting. And I've still never seen the sequel. I don't know uh, if the sequel, sequel wasn't as good. Yeah, it doesn't. Eddie Murphy kind of got fat, and he tried to be too cool, like more cool than funny. And, Nick, I and still, Nick Nolte had straightened his act up and had like, you know how he's like a, a disheveled kind of fat burnout slob in this yeah. first one. In the second one, he's in better shape and looks good. And Eddie Murphy kind of looks fat. And, um, <laughs> but I love uh, Billy Bear and Albert Gans. Or whatever his name was, the two villains in the first. Oh one. yeah, um, crazy Sonny Landon, Lambden, and uh, James other? Remar. Yeah, Remar. Remar was great. Yeah, Remar is one of those guys that, like, that you'll see that you watch old movies with him, and you're like, you don't even recognize him. Like, they're like he hit a he hit a mark. Like, I don't know, it was like 1990, where all of a sudden his face just got creases, and he looked completely different. <laughs> Oh, he was in uh, that movie Red with uh, Bruce Willis. He just had like a kind of a small part. And I was like, man, he's so fucking God. He's got charisma. And the yeah. older he gets, he looks better. The, but, you know, the one disappointment was that one that we reviewed where oh, it was the around. One this, where, yeah, I forgot the name of that. Yeah, it was around this time. And they thought, OK, well, we'll give him a shot at being like like the main guy. And I just did not like an, that movie at all. I liked it better than cool you. I think something. Cool. Let's see. Cotton Club. Quiet cool. Quiet. Quiet cool. Was that? Yeah. Yeah. How yep. Hell quiet I cool. That out of my ass. See. I don't know. That was good. It was, it was definitely quiet cool. Cells. I just looked it up. Just looked it up. Quiet cool. Uh, but uh, you know, I still like Forty Eight Hours. They're yeah. they're awesome together. So, and that's all I watched. Black Russian. That's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and and that bar Torchies. Now, Forty Eight Hours was Walter Hill, right? Yes. Okay, the bar where the Black Russian, new sheriff yes. in town, everything. That's Torchies. Torchies was also in um, the Tom Cody, Michael Pere, Streets of Fire. Nice. And there was another one I just watched. Oh, the driver. Torchies was in the driver, too. <laughs> I wonder if that was a real place. Yeah. It's probably where Walter Hill hung out, uh, Glory Hole. Nice. Torchies. Let me look. Let me see. Walter Hill, Torchies. I watched a glory oh, hole was, porn clip the other day. It was really gross. A glory hole? It was a porn clip. Like so it was like I mean it was filmed, yeah. but it was like it was disgusting. I like the ones that are like real, like where they actually go to a, a video booth and film the girl doing it. But then there's fake ones and you can tell it's not a real glory hole. Well, this was a totally fake one and like <laughs> and so and and the girl decides to like fuck the last hole entrant and but she's too short. So they're just like, hey, I just want to come in here. And then it was just like fucking in a small room. I, I, and I just sat there and looked at the whole thing. I'm like, this is this is weird. Talk talk about um, how uncomfortable it would be 
at a whorehouse, but can you imagine? I mean, you don't know what's on the other side of that wall. <laughs> Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> and if you're a dude, you know there's not a woman on the other side. There, how many women are just going to go and, you know, I think I'll just go and suck anonymous dick. I mean, a woman like can get even if they're gross, they can get a guy. I mean, I, I guess if it's not like too like uh, too much five o'clock shadow, it's all right, right? Uh, okay why don't we take a break and uh i'm getting sweaty am i getting sick fucking a it's the weather's changing i don't know what it is god i feel weird today when when the weather change when it when it goes from winter to to spring man there's like a couple of days where i i'm like do i have cancer (laughs) god i'm like am i having a stroke does there burnt toast smell in here uh, why don't we take a break? What movie do you want to do first? It'd be weird if your balls smelled like fucking burnt toast. It'd be, be it's better than the smell after you don't shower for like two days, though. Yeah, and you scratch and then you smell your fingers. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Cheese and cheese. Yeah. Um, what do we want to do first? <laughs> Let's do Fast Company. Fast Company. Uh, cool. Let's uh take a break and come back and talk some Cronenberg. Uh, we'll be right back. There are a lot of podcasts out there that do science fiction, horror, and fantasy movies, but how many of them are done by somebody who's been watching this shit for half a century? Hi, my name's Terry Frost, and I do the Martian Driving Podcast, a podcast where I look at silent films all the way through to movies from the second decade of the 21st century. I look at fantasy, horror, and science fiction, and talk about them, sometimes with a guest, sometimes by myself, but always with an eye to the stuff that maybe has slipped off your radar, if it was ever on your radar. So go to marsdrivein.blogspot.com or type Martian Drive-In Podcast into iTunes and enjoy a bit of decent genre talk. And keep watching the skies. Company, 1979, uh, directed by David Cronenberg, written by David David David, David Cronenberg and Phil Savath and some other people, uh, starring William Smith, Claudia Jennings, former Playboy playmate, John Saxon with a comb over, <laughs> and some other people, some other naked chicks. Zom, would you care to synopsize? This was your pick. The famous drag racer Lonnie Lucky Man Johnson is the star of the Fast Company. Managed by the corrupt Phil Adamson, Lonnie is the mentor of the promising funny car racer Billy the Kid Brocker. (laughs) When Adamson makes a deal with Lonnie's competitor, Gary the Blacksmith Black, 
he takes the footy car <laughs> from Lonnie, Lucky Man Johnson, and Billy, the kid Brocker. But they need to decide to steal the car and run Jesus into Christ. the next race. But Adamson, the comb over, intends to use any means to stop Lon- Looney. Looney. <laughs> <laughs> I just opened it just in time to see that. Thank you, Claudio from Rio de Janeiro. Looney. Lonnie's loaf, lucky man. Alex Johnson. the loaf. <laughs> the loaf. Uh, so I never, I never thought. So uh, I never thought that a, a a movie we would review on the show would actually have me learning about drag racing. Yeah. I I know next to nothing about drag racing, and now I know next to next to nothing. But. <laughs> I do finally know. I know what a top fuel car is. Yeah. I don't know why it's called that. And I know what a funny car is. And I looked up that, and I don't think even the people that call it that know why it's called that. I always thought a funny car was one that looked like a toaster that the window falls down into the, the door. Window falls down. Uh, <laughs> wait you a minute. You still have that funny car? I do have that funny car, okay. yes. I was thinking about that today. I was thinking about it the other day, too, because I rolled down my window and was driving along. I was like, man, why is it every time I go to Charlotte, my fucking window breaks? <laughs> it was like two years in a row that happened. Um, Funny car. So this is an interesting movie. Now, I didn't look up why Cronenberg made this movie. I don't know if it was just like a, 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 a way to get a B movie out there and make some money or what, because he had already started making... like. Cronenberg-esque movies by this point, right? I mean, he had, I mean, he'd been, yeah, he'd been directing for a while, like TV stuff. He did Shivers in 75, Rabid in 77, and then this. And then The Brood is also the same year as this, and we did The Brood a long time ago. I hate The Brood. (laughs) Scanners a couple years later. And this movie just really stands out. And I I read somewhere that he was a, he's a big, like, auto fan. Hmm. And I which thought is, maybe he was just wanting to like you know kind of branch out and try something a, a different just a different genre because he's so known for kind of the creepy. Yeah, now, I don't know what his TV work is like, but it, and, and you could tell like the the person that that is kind of guiding this movie Cronenberg is there's a there's a love for you get a lot of that like porn so to speak you know like. Uh, just long shots of cars doing their thing, yeah. tires spinning and flames shooting out of the the uh, the tailpipes and that sort of thing. But yes, I did learn just, the difference. The, the, the whole event, you know, yeah. everything like you know, just the the fans, the the the. And there's a you can you can see his appreciation spectrum. for what he's he's not just he's not just half-assed showing what's going on. Now at, at its at its heart. What you have here is essentially a melodrama about drag racers, and it's it was actually interesting, which I was surprised about too, because <laughs> it was a decent little story too. Um, like like Zom read in uh, Mr. Rio de Janeiro's <laughs> giant synopsis. Looney, Looney, Looney is Looney's he's been around a while, and he's famous for. I mean, he's not like I think they say he's like ranked 18th or something, but he's still super popular, and maybe because he like pushes his cars to the limits and they fucking blow up all the time or something. <laughs> so he's like lucky man because he survives crashes. 
and that's how the movie starts. He's in a top fuel car. Now, for those of you who don't know the difference, top fuel car, and this is what I read, top fuel cars are the ones that the the cockpit of the car, the cab of the car is like open at the top. It's the long, skinny, pointy one with the tiny little round tires in the front, the giant ones in the back, the fin, the spoiler. And then the funny cars are the ones that look like you take a Camaro and you just like a, like stretch it out and make the back gigantic. So And they're completely covered by that fiberglass body. And the the top fuel cars, I guess, are more dangerous to drive. I don't know. Uh, they are they are apparently are the money maker, but they're also a lot. They they seem to be more expensive to maintain. Mm. At least that's because they run on like fucking jet fuel. And yeah, stuff. and they go faster. I mean, and and that was another thing I appreciated about how this movie was filmed is that he does a great job of showing how fast these fucking cars are going. Um. Yeah, drag races are weird because they're over in six and a half seconds. But like getting an idea, like when you used to watch it, like I remember drag racing coming on ESPN and stuff, and it always seems like they were at night for some reason. I don't know if they did that on purpose. There's a lot of drag races that seem like they take place in the dark. Maybe because yeah. like it shows the fire and stuff, and yeah. that's what people want to see. And the lights and everything when they yeah. do the, you know, take off the green lights and all that. Because you don't really, I mean, the guys their job is to just make sure like basically shift gears once accelerate and make sure they eject the parachute at the end of it. Fucking hang on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's no driving involved. I mean, I don't even know if, well, there was some driving with the funny car in this, which was actually pretty, pretty humorous. Um, but you know, they're there, they are there. And that's, that's kind of what was interesting about this. They were there as kind of just a, just, to keep the seat warm and make sure the car doesn't explode. But the art of it is not like with stock car racing where you're doing the weaving and you're the passing and all that stuff. The, the art of the drag race is tuning the car to figure out how you can make it as fast as possible in a short amount of time without bursting into a fireball. (laughs) (laughs) And it was kind of neat, like seeing that whole process and like how they, you know, mix the fuel and uh, get that right combination. They're like, what if we go to 88%? Alcohol, like I think they burn on like a lot of alcohol and stuff. That's yeah. why they have fires. But um, anyway, back to the plot briefly. You got Lonnie, who is Looney, Looney who's kind of mediocre, or I guess, driver, but he's just popular because he blows up all the time or something. He has a big, nice trailer. He's been, he's probably had a long career. People seem to respect him for what he's done. Plays and a lot of on, rapists in movies. He does. <laughs> he's no, that's in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> this is right before Conan, Conan the Barbarian, too, right? So he was in that with... Uh, wasn't he in Conan the Barbarian with Arnold? The Riddle of Steel. Um, so and then you he's on a team um, uh, for Fastco, which is a an oil company, like a motor oil company. Yeah. And uh, the representative for this, ra- ra- this race team is Adamson, um, Colmover, Saxon. And uh, Saxon's a real piece of shit. I don't know the the things that he was corrupt. Does he? I don't know if he seemed all that corrupt. Maybe until the very end, he just seemed like a fucking asshole business guy. Yeah. Um. And he seems a little tired of paying for the the top fuel car, and wants to focus on the funny car. And now the funny car on this team is driven by this young kid that you said the name of that I've already forgotten. Billy um, the kid something. Billy the kid. Brooker, played by Nicholas Campbell, who I did not recognize. I've seen him in a ton of shit. I think he's been in a lot of Cronenberg Oh, my movies. God. Look at his fucking 
IMDb photo. Yikes. <laughs> he he's was in Goon. Old, oh, he's been in a lot of stuff. Oh huh. yeah, yeah, I remember him in Goon. I mean, th- this guy's been in a ton of shit. Yeah, I didn't I don't I didn't recognize him. Maybe I maybe I recognize him as what he looks like in that fucking picture. Jesus. Um but he's got the you know, he's a good looking in this, I guess. He gets the ladies interested in him. Um, there's not a bra to be seen in this movie, which I appreciate also. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> I don't think one care. I don't think one woman in this movie wore a bra the entire time. Um, and but, I mean, you know, and, and the thing is, like William Smith, he rivals the women with like the, the great chest. <laughs> he's got the. He has already reached middle age by this point. Now he's still in. It's better shape yes, than I will ever be in my entire life. But you could, he's got that like, that like, uh, where look, maybe he's kind of sucking in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it shows him with his, they with don't his really play tucking. it up until like the, the scene that's on the, my screen actually right now where he, where he's wearing his wife beater and he knocks a shit out. Oh, of, and uh, he socks Saxon out yeah, of the door. But for yeah. the most part, you don't really know that he's this big. Yeah. He's mostly wearing that like, fireproof suit that the drivers wear or That's the, the fast co like jacket those are weird jackets like what do the hell did they do anything besides maybe block wind like, like they're the, so like yeah, boxy and awkward so and, it looks like just a big windbreaker yeah windbreakers are worthless <laughs> worthless jackets. That's that's the stand I'm making today. My controversial statement of the day. Windbreakers are worthless. Are you sure you want to go there? Uh, I sorry, I had to do it. Is that a passive aggressive uh, thing that you're? You know? <laughs> I've been wanting to get that off my chest. Oh, for a while. I get it. Windbreakers. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. So. Saxon. Back to my notes here. Um, Saxon praying that the wind doesn't blow. <laughs> as long as the wind is blowing from his left to his right, he's fine. Exactly. He stands that way. You know he does. And I'm telling you, they spray paint underneath. Like they probably tease his hair up, and then they take that 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 uh, spray paint stuff because they said Wahoo McDaniel when he got that bald spot on the on the ba- in the back. Right. Take this stuff, and it's like some kind of spray, and it spray paints your scalp, so it so it doesn't look like you're bald. Yeah. And they would say when Wahoo would wrestle when he got older, when he would start to sweat, that shit would drip down, and he had like this black shit dripping down his back. Well, that's, <laughs> if you look at Saxon close up in this movie on several occasions, you can tell that they have sprayed his scalp. Yeah. Uh, to, and yeah. He's a, you know he's having a conversation with somebody, and they're like, "Why don't you look at me when I'm talking?" I can't. The wind's blowing the wrong way. <laughs> Just, just talk over my shoulder for a few minutes. I'm not being aloof. <laughs> I'm, playing, I'm playing the wind for the comb over. <laughs> It'll be like one of those fucking parachutes for the cars. His head will get so he'll have to like lean over when it catches the wind. Um. So the uh, you got Lonnie, you got the new kid, the fast co team. Right when the movie opens, Lonnie's Looney's car fucking bursts into flames, blows up, flies off the track. And that's the end of the top fuel car for the movie. I think it's just because they're so expensive. Yeah. And then the guy's like, listen, you know, we're doing this and we're getting like advertising and stuff for the company, but we don't want to put like have to buy another fucking car. Yeah. And they got to be hundreds of thousands of dollars for these engines. Like I assume the car itself really is just like a metal frame with plastic on it. Yeah. There's not, there's nothing. It's all the engine. And they just happen to have to put wheels on it so it can actually go somewhere. 
That's about all these are. So no wheels would be even better at night because the it just sparkled. <laughs> it's just as soon as they just hit the gas and they just a big fireball and everybody cheers and goes home happy. Um. Now I was wondering at the beginning when the when the race starts, there's like these liquid they they pour under the tires. What is that? Did you well, like? I don't they know if it's water or if it's like some kind of oil or something like that. I don't. I it, maybe it, maybe it keeps the tires from like like popping or something from yeah, the friction, the immediate friction, like they get some spin a little bit to get started. I don't know. It was, I didn't know what that was. Um, and I like that after his car explode, the explodes, they just let people in the stands just like run over and look at the, <laughs> the fireball. <laughs> like the audience just like runs over there and like standing in a circle. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one thing too, is like, it, it definitely shows that this is a, this is a, um, there's a certain culture. I mean, you're not seeing a lot of, uh, I don't know how to put it. I mean, it's like when we were in like high school, when we could finally drive, there was like a dirt race track and I wasn't mm-hmm. into racing or anything, but my friends would be like, let's go over and watch these. And they'd have these dirt track races. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like almost, here's how I'll put it. It's almost like a pro wrestling crowd. Yeah. Southern and uh kind of uh, i don't, I don't want to insult anybody by saying like white trash <laughs> <laughs> but it sort of is, you you're not seeing a lot of uh like you wouldn't see like the the cast of uh straight out of compton no or, or you know it's it's more to me it's, it's racing seems to be more like a a southern white uh redneck culture kind of a thing. Now I don't, I don't know as much about like, uh, the drag racing, but it's still, when you look at the crowds, I mean, you're, it's, it's a honky, honky. It's it's definitely a certain, uh, certain persuasion of ethnicity. And, and, you know, like I said, I was saying, you know, I don't want to, you know, be, you know, uh, insult somebody or be racist or whatever, but, Listen to these clips on Howard Stern where this guy Wolfie that works for the show goes to like NASCAR and interviews people and he <laughs> asks him what what uh if you could get rid of what rid of one race, what would it be? Uh what if there was uh two gay um uh, r- uh race drivers or something like that? How would you react as a fan? If there was an African American and these people are just like they are so racist. Oh. It's um, it's it's bad. Oh, I I I uh, I I grew up list like my dad would listen to NASCAR every Sunday on the radio. Like, and I've never actually been to a race, but they have a lot of them around here. So, Wait, but I mean, it, it's like they're so they they're so in their you know it's like going to a Klan rally where everybody thinks the same way and they just say stuff straight out that you would cringe at hearing people say. You know. So. Yeah. But anyway, um, anyway, the oh, William Smith has some pretty uh, impressive winged hair in this movie. Yeah, he's got a great head of hair, unlike Saxon. He's like, hey, look at this asshole. Well, the fucking William Smith is definitely an alpha male. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, <laughs> he just sits there like I, I'm. I'm surprised they didn't give him reading glasses or something. Like he seemed like the like the the sage like yeah, race yeah. guy. He had his amazing trailer with his slutty bed and. Uh, <laughs> Although that trailer was like, you'd think he would have a fucking like Winnebago or something. Like he yeah. was actually in a like a 
semi truck trailer that looked really nice on the inside, but it didn't have any windows, which is yeah. kind, of, kind of weird. It's got like a right? waterbed that he can go and bang <laughs> yeah. shit. No, but, that was the opposite the other... of waterbed. He jumped on it later. It was like it looked like it was made out of plywood. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It, it seemed like he does like a Jimmy Snooker diet. He picks up his girlfriend and he goes. He tells the the, the Billy the kid is in there with his uh, former Playboy playmate model, uh, fucking. And then when William Smith's girl comes in, he's like, okay, you two out, you know? And then he, he tells Billy, he goes, you out. And then he picks her up and throws her on the bed and goes, you in. And when she lands, you know how like a, a regular mattress has a little bounce. It's like he <laughs> threw her on a fucking, uh, uh, on a, a, a wooden platform. And, and then he does like a Jimmy Snooker dive on top of her. And he, yeah, and the, and they're in those, and all I could think about when they did that, after I had noticed how hard the bed was, was that he had no qualms about jumping into that silky, sex-used sheets. Yes, gross. Yes. <laughs> it was like, eh. But you know what's, what's funny is all the other, the rednecks, because they have like a team, the other rednecks that work for him are like, man, one of these days, I want I want a trailer like that, like what Looney has. <laughs> yeah. They have yep. some pretty scenery in this, you know, while they're just They traveling. do, and it, I think this was all filmed actually in Canada. I, the, the movie takes place, it seems, I feel like they said Spokane at once, so I'm, I, I'm thinking it takes place in the Northwest. Uh, but I, I, I think I read somewhere it's it was filmed largely in maybe Alberta, Canada. Like Vancouver or something? Or Let's see if I can Edmonton? find it. Yep, Alberta, yeah, which, was, which is not quite as far west as Vancouver, but. I, I like um, 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 uh, the, the Edmonton. Girls. Edmonton. Yeah, the gr- the girls that are like um, um, Billy's girlfriend, or and then the Lonnie's girlfriend, and everything, and even uh, like you know, Saxon or whatever. Um, you know, they're the, the, you're like, man, these girls are you know they're pretty good looking, you know, tall, slender, with kind of you know the nice boobs and like, um, but you have to think that every single one of them is one of the girls that works. Uh, as the uh, the girl that comes up after the winner wins and brings them the trophy and they give them a <laughs> yep. kiss. And, yep. and they're like some kind of like model that goes to the car show and stands there with a, ni- a new car. And then eventually they, they, they latch on to Looney or a Billy or somebody like that. Or, or, the, or not the poor driver for for Looney that... <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's the one blonde, the one hot blonde chick that was hitchhiking, like looks at him in the car and just like, eh, and leaves and goes and fucks. Like, uh, they picked up Billy like two, two, uh, they would be, if they were wrestling in wrestling, they would be considered arena rats. Yeah. Um, and they were just on hitchhiking the on the side of the road with their tiny little shorts. But, and then he um, pours that motor oil all over her tits. That was kind of gross. That, that was, yeah, that was not, a, if it was like, even like a corn syrup or something like that but motor oil you know that stink it just oh and her reaction was my boyfriend's gonna be pissed because he hates fastco oil (sighs) (laughs) Um, just because you're gonna fucking have like some kind of toxic disease so the uh the the rival gary black the blacksmith he drives the rival funny car there's not a rival top fuel guy shown in the movie Um, well, that all kind of, like you said, it all kind of goes away at the beginning when uh, Looney uh, blows, blows up his, his car. car up. Yeah, it's all funny car shit after that. Yeah, and so, and the so the story is kind of Looney getting downgraded by Adamson to be a funny car driver. And I like I like their first race when 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 William Smith wins and like goes over to Gary Black and you know he's like oh so you know last minute what's up with the last minute change. 
and uh, William Smith says something to the effect of, I just felt like driving slow and leisurely today. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing that got me was um, when, what was it? Uh, the blacksmith. When yeah. he goes to see Looney in his trailer, I didn't think Looney was that like mean or anything to him, but man, he took like a... Ga- yeah, an, Gary a, Black was like pissed. He took like an imagined slight and, and just was like, you know, okay. Yeah. But, but I think... It, I think that it was like what we were laughing about, like almost like a passive aggressive kind of a thing. Yeah. And he didn't come right out and say, you're not in my league or whatever, but he kind of, I think Gary, Gary black or whatever. He his was, name I was. think he was pissed that, uh, that William Smith wasn't saying, Oh, you're he, good enough to be a top car, yeah, a top he fuel driver. He's, he's more like saying, Oh, this kid's good. Like you need to watch out for him. And Gary, yeah. you know, Gary black's been around a while too. And I think he was just pissed that he wasn't saying, oh, you're way better than this kid. I think he was saying you need to watch out for him. He thought they were like colleagues on the same level. And he kind of looked up to a lot because they were both older guys. But he didn't give him that validation. And that motherfucker was just like, he didn't act that when he he left. But then when he gets, he goes, fuck that motherfucker. Yeah, like don't don't give him this tire for their their blown out trailer. And to to, um, the, let's see. I keep wanting to say Blackie Lawless. Black. <laughs> they should add him in this. Uh, you but, know, it might be a sign of the times, but drinking and driving, like not uh, a problem in this. Yeah, they just pull. He pulls up beside those two kids. Well, they, I don't know if they're kids or not. They're Canadian. Uh, they look like they're like you know I don't know Bill or not Bill and Ted's. Who was the the ones take off? You know, to the Great Night White North. I I don't know. Oh, you remember that thing? Um, it wasn't Bill and Ted's Big Adventure. It was uh, goddamn Rick Moranis and the other guy, and they were two, the two Canadian guys. Oh, Strange Brew? Take off hosers. Yeah, Strange Brew. Yeah, he put, pulls up in that funny car beside those two guys, and they're just sitting there driving, drinking. Oh, that was hilarious. The two fucking metalheads in that car. <laughs> I loved that. That was what I mentioned before when he does take one car driving. They look like two They look like the two guys that would be in one of those um, uh, They'd be at an ACDC concert. <laughs> the, they're I'm, at an ACDC concert. Yeah, yeah. And I love that scene when they're like, he pulls up next to them, and that fucking shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> Now, th- th- that brings up a, a, a point that I thought when I was making this or making this movie, when I was watching this movie, um, when he when he does that and he does the shit eating grin and stuff, I started thinking, you know, this movie would have been perfect to have like Burt Reynolds play the Lonnie part and like J. Michael Vincent or somebody like that play the Billy, the the Billy part. Because like when he pulls up beside of him and gives him that look, I could just see Bert either oh. like almost looking into the camera and going ha ha ha, or giving the you know the, that <laughs> smile with the eyebrows. Oh, that would be yeah. Bert Reynolds would have been good for this. Who would have been a good um, if Bert Reynolds was in it? Who would have been a good the blacksmith? Uh, like Jerry Reed. <laughs> no, Jerry, <laughs> no, Jerry Reed, Reed would have been the he would be the mechanic. He'd have to be one of his mechanics. Um, hmm. <laughs> like a uh, fucking. I was going to say Hal Needham, but the, the, his director, I don't know. Um, I'd have to think about Robert that. Wagner or somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> somebody who um, be a good dick. The, like a culp. The, uh, I, you know, I was saying about, Oh, I, I liked the one scene where the guy reverse whitewash and have Sammy Davis jr. <laughs> nice. You know, like what they always said, like a, you would have to have the Burt Reynolds ensemble cast Dean. Mar- no, no, no. Okay. 
uh, Dean Martin's too likable. I was going to say you have Dom DeLuise would have to be in it. He would be like in Burt's crew. Who would be who would be the Adamson character? Mm. Like who the, I don't even know who the bad guys were. It would in, still be Saxon. Except for Jackie Gleason. No, Ned Beatty. <laughs> Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty would be yeah, Ned Beatty. Yeah, he would be the Adamson. Beatty could be the rival driver. He's too fat. He couldn't fit in the fucking car. Uh, he was skinny back then. What was the movie where he was like that? Really fit in that fucking car. He was uh, he, yeah. I don't know how he did. The 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 one where Beatty was that like fucked up sheriff. Uh, oh, White Lightning. Yeah. See, he would have been he been skinny enough there. No, he was fat. He could be a stock <laughs> car driver. Bo Bo Hopkins. Bo Hopkins would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No Junior Johnson off the road. <laughs> Uh, so I, you know, I mentioned about the kind of the. You can tell his admiration for the sport and whatever, and I like I really like the way the races the races themselves were filmed. You get the the nice effect of the how fast the cars are actually going, and there was a, there was one I, I know you noticed it the the kind of that neat effect where the whole race. I don't know if it was a, a race or like a qualifying thing, but like there was a little inset of the, the elapsed time shown on the screen. Uh, and the only thing you see are the guys, you see like the guy's hands on this tiny little steering wheel. You see a clock for how long the race takes and there's no music. There's nothing. You just hear like the loud engine and then it yeah. cuts and it's silent and it's kind of neat. It's not just the six and a half seconds inside the, the cab of this car, yeah. it's maybe like 15 seconds because you hear the silence of the car. You hear like the, the wheels just rolling and there's no sound and you hear the guy exhaling. And I thought that was a, that was a really neat part too. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like shit in my pants. A little steering wheel just fucking just vibrating. Like you said, uh, it's more like just holding onto a bucking Bronco. Yeah. You just hope it doesn't fucking burst into flames. Even the and, power of it when he does pull up beside the, uh, the fucking uh, heavy oh, metal. Oh, fish tailing everywhere. Yeah, the two metal heads. You just barely hit the fucking gas, and I mean, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny when he was driving out of that out of that garage, and it was like, you, all you could do is just tap on the gas. It was like... Rah, rah. Was it's like zero to 50 movie. in a half a second. That was one thing that was kind of a goofy uh, uh, thing, is them going and stealing the car like that. You would think they would just go and like they would have a, a, a flatbed and like pull it up on there and, and just kind of, but it, that would the end of this movie didn't feel like the rest. I know what you mean. Like that. And like, they why wasn't the- Adamson pissed that they obviously stole the car? He did like, I think, I think that, that Cronenberg just thought, okay, we have to throw in some stuff that's kind of actiony. Yeah. It's, it's not really realistic, but it, you know, I totally missed what happened to the airplane. I was really confused by that. I think I looked away too long. Yeah. <laughs> It was, um, I know what happened to it, but I don't know why it happened. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> and I saw it. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't think like all of a sudden that. in the last like 10 minutes of the movie, it's like, oh, shit, we need something crazy to happen. And like 18 crazy things happened. Yeah, you couldn't just have like, you know, okay, like in Rocky where they, they have the big fight at the end because the yeah. car race doesn't last that long. Yeah. Where yeah, they're yeah. just going to have one, one last big race between, uh, which they sort of. They definitely do, but they have to have more. Oh yeah, and these guys race each other like every time they stop, they're racing each other again. So um, anyway, that's about all I have for this. What did what did you think? Max Smith, um, William Smith. One thing that he can kind of pull off as far as uh, looking semi-normal is he doesn't have like really 
great big legs. So when he's wearing that windbreaker, you you can't tell that he's like a big kind of like bodybuilder sort of kind of guy. Because and then um, he plays. I always love. That's one of the reasons I wanted to review this. But because first of all, I didn't. Well, when I saw it was Cronenberger, I just thought, okay, that adds like a, a definite a definite uh, twist to it because you know the filmmaking is going to be. It was really well shot, yeah, and, you, and like you well, said, so, the the cinematography of even the outdoors was like really nice looking. But but without that, it's kind of like okay, you know, it, 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 unless it's like really sleazy, you know, okay, what, what's what's the what's the attraction here? My attraction to this was uh, anything that William Smith is in, where he's playing <laughs> against type, because I've seen him so, and he's so perfect as playing uh, either a really uh, a menacing a or, scumbag, yeah, yeah. That looks like he's he he would rape the fucking women in the movie and the men. And the the guy that trains um, uh, Zadar to be the, the yeah yeah the Spetnats uh, soldier. <laughs> what was they, the name of that movie? <laughs> oh shit! What was that? Oh god! Do that? I think we did. I think we did. That was a good one. We With, definitely uh, talked about it. It didn't. It was like him versus Mike Danton. It yeah, was yeah, like yeah. to stop war. It was the one-on-one, and he had the fucking spades that he would throw. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Mike, Dan, but but um, William Smith just watching him go against type in this movie. He's he's kind of like a, a lovable kind of guy, and there's mm-hmm. times where you know he can go into that menacing mode with the, with that far away like crazy stare. But in this movie, you see him kind of with the aw shucks kind of look and almost like a like he's he's a great race car driver and everything. But he's kind of not dim, but like, you know, the only thing he has is racing cars and he's getting older and everything. And that's another thing I like. Like, it's almost like the Logan thing where he's past his prime and he knows it and he's like, okay, maybe I need to get else. And then just researching it, the this the it's just kinda like a side note thing about the the one girl in the movie who was like playmate of the month and playmate of the year for whatever year it was, and then she was in this movie and a couple other ones and she got killed in a car wreck. Yeah, later after making this movie. She was yeah. in something called Gator Bait. Yeah, Gator Bait. In a- she was That's in a David Carradine movie where it's like it was like a even a, a ripoff of Death Race. Yeah. Uh, so, like Death Sport or something I think it was called. That's just kind of an interesting little side note. And mm-hmm. I, and you know the one and, and another thing I liked about this is um it didn't go so um the final kind of, sanction he played Zadar was Zadar was uh Sergeant Sergei Shvakov. Yes, just and Sergei Smith Jackoff. was Major Galashkin. But but this movie kind of um it doesn't go too um, like I almost expected it to to, to just to, to be able to just write it exactly the way it's going to happen. Okay, they take the car away from Billy the Kid. They give it to William Smith, and then I thought, okay, well then Billy the Kid's going to get jealous. He's going to be in on sabotaging it. He's going to become the next big thing, and he's yeah. going to go to work for the bad guy and have to go up the the young upstart. But they don't go that way with it, and it's the no. same thing with that with uh, the uh, Blackie, the blacksmith guy, whatever his name was, Gary. Gary um, Black. Yeah. He's pissed at first and everything because of the like I said the almost like a, a slight of somebody he thought that he looked up to that he thought he was becoming like like peers with right but it doesn't go 
like like the guys in his group the one guy looks like randall tex cobb um <laughs> yes he's kind of a uh, like a he goes that way with being a but then toward the, the you don't it seems like when you get more toward the end that that Gary becomes more like a real person where he's like, you know, okay, I'm not going to I'm a shit either. Yeah. yeah I, I don't want, this is, you know, not what we need to be doing or something. Um, the Saxon character is, is definitely a straight out of, uh, uh straight out of the uh, evil bad guy book. <laughs> he's, if, oh, uh, <laughs> they're sitting there. And um, uh, like I said, I have it just playing right now to help refresh my memory. They're in Blackie's trailer and uh, I, I love there's something about car guys, especially like mechanics and stuff like that, where they were at least back in the day, because my dad, you know, was a truck driver and we knew some guys that were mechanics that work on our cars and stuff that he was friends with. And we'd go to their garage. Uh, there's something about being a mechanic that makes you feel like, you know, um, putting up uh, porn pictures on the walls <laughs> And thinking nothing of it, like we uh, like they'd have calendars from uh, uh, oil companies and stuff, and they would either have like naked chicks on them or really hot chicks like that, and uh, they were just in black uh, in um, the black blacksmith. I was at Blackie Lulls. They're in the blacksmith's uh, trailer, and uh, Randall Tex Cobb is sitting there waiting to be a henchman, do evil henchman things. And right behind him is all these pictures of these like seventies and uh, early eighties pe- uh, penthouse. My, my dad stuff. had a playboy calendar on our garage wall one year. I remember that when I was a I think kid. That, I mean, I don't know. Like when I was in um, maybe like in college or something and you first get, you get away from your parents and you're like, uh, but I generally would just have like pictures of, like maybe posters of Heather Thomas or something like that, but nothing nude or naked. Cause I knew like my parents would come up and visit <laughs> or if you had even a girl, you look like a fucking scum bucket. I don't, know. I mean more so than usual More so than usual, but I, 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 this is, I mean, this isn't like a, uh, like a great movie or anything, but I, I think it's interesting. And like you said, it's one of those ones that, uh, um, makes it interesting enough about a subject that you either don't really know about or care about. Yeah. But it, it but when you're watching it, it's like, okay, this is, it's, it's I still a, have no desire to watch any drag racing, right. but like it was definitely interesting to learn about while watching it's kind the movie. of a, a kind of a cool cultural thing, you know, yeah. just to see this, this, this culture there's, I'm sure there's people today that still, you know, it'd be like us watching wrestling and going to wrestling or something like that, that go to these races and love going to ra- racing and, you know, they have, a yeah, we whole- can't talk too much shit. We pay, we pay all that money to fucking go see 80 year old dudes that used to yeah. be wrestlers every Big year. So. Guts. That's like a nostalgia <laughs> thing. I tell you what, I still like watching the, 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 uh, indie wrestling stuff. Uh, uh, that's the, like the main attraction for me now is going and, you know, and just watching the, 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 uh, Queens of combat. And then the, the one year we went and they had all like, I mean, they had, I didn't even know who a lot of those guys were. And then the next year or two, I've been seeing, you know, that Cedric Alexander is in fucking, yeah. uh, WWE now. Um, we saw D'Lo Brown with, uh, mm-hmm. that guy that he, he's now like, he got, he went to Japan with Carl Anderson and got all big, uh, Doc Ander, Doc, uh, got gallows. Doc, yeah. Doc, yeah. But like a lot of those guys, you'll see them, and then next thing you know, maybe in a year or two, you see them on like WWF or WWE or WWWF or AWA. Whatever the fuck it is today. 
Um, what's his name? Tex Cobb's kind of stupid. Cause like when you go and you're like spreading like fuel around all over the place, you, know, <laughs> you shouldn't like take a bath in it while you're doing that. Yeah. But anyway, um, that's about it. You, you know, you covered it pretty, very, very well. You know, Thank you, sir. Thank you. Job. So, uh, uh, what would you rate it? Oh, you know what? I, I, I kind of want to go high and say, uh, for what it is, and you know, I didn't expect much. Uh, this is for a B movie. This is pretty top notch. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 shot it just shot really. That has to. It's some kind of alcohol or something because at nighttime when they pour that stuff on the on the uh, ground for the tires to go through. Yeah, they light it on fire and it, it burst into flames. So. Oh, and the fire coming out of those fucking the tailpipes just yeah. blue. <laughs> God. Everybody I mean, holds their ears. You would have to. I mean, yeah. If you, that's what I know. Some people that have went to NASCAR and they say you have to take earplugs. They because they have well, they have um at the state fair here. They always have. And I've never actually gone in to watch it, but they always have like a tractor pull. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to pay extra. I've never watched it, but the fucking engines you can hear them going, and they're so loud even when you're not there watching it. Yeah, you can hear them like a, 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 a like a mile away. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think I just give this a straight up seven. Yeah, I, I give it a seven point five. It's a very solid movie. Uh, kept my interest, which is surprising for a drag racing movie. Yeah, you know. But I think they, I, I do think that they could have taken this and and put like a a couple of really like you know like I said like famous car guy people in it instead of William Smith and yeah. the other young guy and put like a, a two like more famous people in it and. Uh, and it, it, it probably could have been bigger because I, I think that as far as the comedy stuff goes, like some of the more funny stuff, like I said, I could just see some of the stuff William Smith doing and thinking, OK, if this was Bert, it would just be perfect. Yeah. You know, like him yep. coming out of his trailer with nothing but a pair of like panty, black panty uh, <laughs> speedos on or something. Yep. You know. uh, yeah. Yeah. He could lift a girl up, though, because he's too small. Solid little movie. I recommend it. Um, solid. Solid. Uh, and I think there's a there's a there's a decent little uh, set of it out there, like a two disc thing. I think it has like a a document, like a documentary. I don't know if it's about Cronenberg or uh, filming this movie particularly or what. Now, I, but. I will say that uh, I, I cringed a lot of the times with the uh, made for the 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 uh, the music that was obviously the music was really weird, like. The music alone made it feel like not a Cronenberg movie, but it was like this fake Bruce Springsteen song they yeah. played a few times. It, it's, um, they didn't want. It, they had a low budget, so they didn't want to pay for. Yeah. Uh, again, that would be one where if they they had the more a bigger budget with more famous people, and they could get like a a decent you know kind of hard drive yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. Southern cool. rock. I don't think this is you know uh, like drag racing stuff. I don't know if it's much of southern things like NASCAR. Maybe. I mean, this whole thing took place in the Pacific yeah, Northwest and Canada, so I don't know how far well, it goes. I remember that. back before we started getting 5 million channels, like on Wide World of Sports, they would have like um, the snake versus the mongoose. Those were the two funny yeah. guys. And they should make a monster truck movie. Yeah. Oh, God. They did. Well, let's see. I mean, like, I mean, like one like this. Where not it was like actually a, about the monster trucks and not just the having yeah, a monster truck yeah. running over Dalton's uh, car or something. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want an action movie. I want that a movie so like this. That was so ridiculous. <laughs> when they would put that that truck in a fucking, like, like the, somebody actually drove around town in a monster truck. Speaking of which, yes. I think 
speaking of Zadar and a monster truck, I I think it might be time to revisit Tango and Cash for me. It's Tango, been a little while. Cash, Cash, Tango. <laughs> what was the What was the African god's name too? Ch- Chikasa or something like that. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, remember from uh, huh? um, the fucking Cleveland Indians movie. No, no, no. The, what was the uh, Jobu? Ju, ju, oh fuck! I can't remember the name. What? Yeah, what he, was it was that movie we reviewed where. Um, oh where he, yeah! Oh shit! What was the um, name of that African god statue that he it was worshipped? The one, that one, it wasn't Vincent Price. Who was in that? It was um. They it was had the guy, yeah. It was the guy that was in. Uh, the guy worshipped the fucking thing, and he had like a cult. Yeah, what the God, fuck? God, I can't remember the name of it. I can't even remember who started in that. Well, no, it's the guy from Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash, Cash. And oh yeah, Jack Palance. Yeah, Jack it's Palance, but I can't remember. God damn it! I remember we reviewed that and we fucking laughed about the fucking name of that uh, goddamn fucking thing. Jack Palance. I'm gonna find this before we take a break. Maybe I should take a break to find it, and I'll say it when we come back. <laughs> Let's take a break, and I will find it, and Jack I will go Palance. pee. And uh, we'll come back and review Sonny and Jed. I feel like I did I say the name of that movie at the beginning? Uh, probably Ser- not. I said Sergio Corbucci and I said, yeah, S- Sonny and Jed. Um, we'll be right back. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he yeah, likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. But she's <laughs> a great big fan person. You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey short. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Sonny and Jed, or La Banda J and S, Cronaca Criminale del Far West. <laughs> what? Uh, Sonny and Jed, 1972, directed by, written by, Sergio Corbucci, starring Tomas Milian, rest in peace. Starring Susan Dingleberry George as Sonny Lester Triga- Trig- Trigado. Telly Savalas as Kojak Sheriff Franciscus the Bull. 
Sheriff Franciscus Kojak. And some other people I did not recognize. Uh, this, uh, oh good, I got an easy synopsis. <clears throat> a demented sheriff pursues a robber and his girlfriend and lets nothing stop in his way of catching them. That is not, that is only half the movie. Uh, may, eh, kind of. We could talk about that. So, uh, Zom, Zom, Zom. Yes. What did you think of Sonny and Jed? La banda J and S Konaka Criminale del Far West. Dero son derange. I will say this about Sonny and Jed. Okay, I think that it kind of goes for a Western. It's kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde of the West. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. Um, Susan but, George playing a very similar type role that she did when she was actually Dingleberry. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Um, Thomas Melian does. Uh, there are certain actors, one named Henry Silva in the movie Trapped, <laughs> and Thomas Melian and Sonny and Jed, that I believe that um, the director said, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> Uh, in this scene, you're going to eat spaghetti. Walk this way, or okay. you're, you're going to be walking. You're going to be walking from here to here. Now, do whatever you want to do in between. Uh, now, and somehow he ends up with a cow's teat in his mouth. <laughs> he loves milk. Um, he does love milk. This movie could be almost like a fetish porn movie, just the way it is. If you if you get off on seeing uh, a man dominate a woman and abuse her, God, and, he's such a prick in this. Yes, and um, but not only that, um, he, he's he's like a, a self obsessed narcissistic brute who is not really as smart, I think, as he thinks he is, but. He, <laughs> He he he'll kill you. So, uh, but also, I I wasn't sure at first when this movie was supposed to take place or where, because he's wearing a beret, and I was like, okay, maybe Million said, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to wear a cowboy hat. I just wear this beret. I would, I'm surprised he didn't wear a toque, you know, or a fucking knit, like, toboggan or whatever you want to call it, wherever you live. Um, but it is supposed to take place in the United States. Because I, I was going to say, well, maybe it's a um, – it, it takes place in the 1800s in, like, Italy or something. But, cause, you know, he's wearing a, a, a beret instead of a cowboy hat. But then everybody else is pretty much a cowboy and yeah. or a uh, uh, Mexican. Because you have a lot of Mexicans wearing the big giant sombreros, which for practical purposes, sombreros are great. Keep the fucking keep you in the shade, keep the sun off of you. If it's raining, it's like you have an umbrella on your head. But man, they look fucking goofy, Um, (laughs) especially like the ones that are really big. Um, I like the big 
and you don't see them in movies. My, they did it in Looney Tunes a lot, like the big floppy ones that would hang on their shoulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, now talk about ra- a fucking racist fucking cartoon. Oh, yeah. The fucking <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez and his slowpoke. Uh, they're they're fucking lazy and they're barefoot with the white pajamas on, just laying around in the dirt and, you know, don't even want to get up and do anything. That's kind of like a. Now that you think, you know, when you're a kid, you don't think anything about that shit. And then you think about like Jungle Book and Uncle Remus and all this shit. And you're like, oh my God. Or even in some of those cartoons where they would have like a Japanese guy with the big Coke bottle glasses and giant buck teeth, you know, like, oh, Jesus. No wonder we're so fucked. (laughs) (laughs) But um, he is an outlaw. Thomas Milian, a.k.a. Jed, Jedo, um, Jed Trigado, and Jed Trigado, he is, uh, kind of goes around, he's, he's a bit of a, a local legend, um, who goes around robbing people and stuff, kind of like a Billy the Kid, yeah. um, uh, slash Jesse James kind of a guy, and, um, Dingleberry, well, see, he rides into town, and he's one of these guys, he's so brazen when, uh, about his, um, his, um, criminal acts that like he, he's he might be wanted by you know all over the fucking country with wanted posters and all this stuff and everybody's out to get him but he just ride right into town not even think anything of it and, and it's it's so outrageous that nobody would even expect it so when they see him they're like holy fucking shit you know but they nobody does anything because they don't want to get killed and then telly savalas which when i first saw the the poster for this and everything i didn't even know he was in it and then when i started looking at pictures i saw him like kind of abusing susan george and i was like i gotta see this you know <laughs> watching Su- susan george made a career out of getting raped and abused in movies and she's really <laughs> cute so it works yeah. you know i don't feel <laughs> i don't i shouldn't say i feel bad for her in this movie but it's one of those deals also where where you know like when um in the real world when you're a nice you're like a nice guy and you're 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 like oh you know i wish i could meet a nice girl but then you see a girl you like but she has a boyfriend that treats her like total shit yeah and she goes back every time and she goes back every time that's susan george is the classic doormat in this but she didn't have a lot of choice uh because you know every guy in this is either an ugly character actor god everybody's a piece of shit in this (laughs) or a piece of shit and um, that would just, you know, rape her at the drop of a hat. And I'm surprised at first, I was surprised that Jed, when he saw Sonny, the first thing he didn't do was like, you know, like try and rape her. But the one thing about that was he actually thought she was a boy. Right. Give, well, it, give it five minutes and he, uh, he yeah, redeems himself. He's, he's, yeah. As soon as he realizes that she has a pussy, he's, he's all in, you know, even though it, 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 I know Corbucci, Corbucci, wrote this but i imagine like in the in the screen in this if there was a screenplay or whatever that uh sunny is supposed to be like 12 or 13 years old because <laughs> you know he thinks she's a boy and susan george does not look like a boy yeah. so anyway and uh, and if jed was really a piece of shit he wouldn't even have cared if she was a boy to try to rape her anyway. <laughs> but like what the fuck he'd be like screwing her like raping her anally for like a week and then realize she has a vagina is like what the fuck what's these and he hates women and sort of hates women he's he's definitely a misogynist yes he wants he just <laughs> wants a, an, a, that's an understatement yeah uh. 
<laughs> there was nothing redeeming about him except for the fact that he would steal from rich people to give to this poor village. Right. He's he's a fucking total sociopath and a, and a psychopath because and, and and he hates women. But um, if he's kind of like like a guy that like this is my world, even though he's just like this flea speck uh, little piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> He he feels like the world belongs to him. Yeah. So, um, and he has a big tit fetish that even goes as far. Don't we well, all? It's like a milk fetish. Uh, he equates. I think uh, if you looked at it psychologically, it must have something to do with like him having like a mother obsession or something. And he was breastfed, but his mom must have some big old juicy, you know, floppers. <laughs> and, uh, juicy floppers. And I think that's a good term. Well, that's one reason that he doesn't like Sonny is because Susan George is just kind of like this little petite little, you know, uh, know, doesn't have big boobs or anything. But but I always thought even back in the in the day in the 70s that she was really cute. She just has a certain look, you know, and um, and she does, even though she's like British or English, she does do a, a good like sort of like a good redneck, you know, this the same way in in uh, in a. Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, you know, when she played, plays uh, Mary Coons. Mary mm-hmm. was it Mary Coons or Coons? It was Mary Coons, Coons. I think, yeah. And uh, Peter Fonda abuses her in that one verbally. Uh, and it's in, in that movie, to me, it was more like um, they were both immature as shit and backwards. So it was more like uh, I think he – um, treated her like a little boy treats a little girl that's in the He-Man Woman Haters Club. <laughs> he, like when you like a girl, but you go up and punch her in the arm or something to show right. her you like Poor her. Yeah. To get it to, yeah. But in this, uh, Jed is more just like a fucking, like I said, he he's he's just a, a fucking abusive piece of shit. Um, and he walks around like he's he thinks he's God, you know, like God on earth. And in some ways, like I said, in his world, he is to 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 this village where his brother lives and where he probably grew up. That are these poor people that are like sheep. He's the the wolf that 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 protects them, and they look up to him like he's a superhero. But when he goes out somewhere else, he's the he's like almost like a cross between the devil and uh, you know Genghis Khan or something. <laughs> And um, he comes across um, Sunny, who she does, you know, has. They are all where it must. It's must be a, at a cold time of the year or something, because even though they're close to Mexico, they're all wearing like a fur and big yeah. fur coats and stuff like that, and uh, they're bundled up like the boots. They have like oh, yeah, there's snow on the ground even at one point. Yeah, Bruiser Brody muckalucks uh, <laughs> and shit like that, and um. Now, one thing I was completely and totally disappointed in, and this not completely and totally disappointed in, because I think this is, this is a pretty entertaining movie, is that Susan George does not get naked. Um, Did she I, ever? Well, she was in the bathtub. But she's pretty much. Yeah, you got some. You got her back, her bare back. But like, did she ever do nudity in her movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In straw dogs and stuff when she got raped, and you know she was the kind of one that was always getting raped and getting her shirt ripped open, and you'd see her. I haven't seen straw dogs in so long. Yeah. Um. But Savalas has a bone. He's he's a sort of a lawman kind of a guy, but he's got a bone to pick with uh, uh, from way back with Jed. And he's trying to get him. But now the funny thing is, is and, and what makes the movie keep going, it would be much easier. It would have ended a lot easier if if he wanted to kill Jed. 
but he wants to capture Jed. So it kind of hamstrings the henchman right. strings himself, which he, he, he regrets eventually. Um, but, um, I don't know if he wanted to catch him and torture him, or maybe he was in love with Jed too. Uh, <laughs> some reason because of all his dirty, ugly, gross, stinky charisma. Because you know how Melion is later on in movies where he um, he got into the to the beard, long hair, dirty. Oh, he looked filthy in this whole thing when he wore that tux. Like, does he really? <laughs> Would that would that woman that he danced with ever take give a time of day for? Uh... I think that he was just one of these guys that was just so. Um, he carried himself almost like a Mickey Rourke in Barfly. Even though he was a stinky, dirty bum, <laughs> he carried himself like a king, and that charisma kind of came through. And like she, pe- people that were below her in class probably would never say anything to her and were, were scared to like offend her and they acted like servants. And then the men, you know, they were probably impotent fucking rich guys that didn't. So he just goes right up to her and he's like treating her like she's like a, a piece of ass and, and she's just not used to that. And she's like, Oh, you know, this brutish man, you know, is going to come and sweep me off my feet and take her and fuck her good. You know, like a, like a, like a caveman, you know, there's some, some women that, that, you know, that they're, you know, so powdered and pampered and everything that if they, if a guy throws them on the bed, pulls their hair, smacks their ass and treats them like a hoe, it's a big turn on. And I, I've heard that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And some of them don't like that. So anyway, um, <laughs> cree, cree. Um, so anyway, he gets Sunny, and there's they're they're kind of thrown together, which I think's funny when she bonks him on the head and shit. Um, it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? Bonk, and um, um, she gets with him, but then he just for for a different reason, she kind of kidnaps him i guess yeah and um mm, yeah but then he gets the upper hand and and uh she's just out there by herself and doesn't have anybody and and she's like one of these uh i would i would think of her as like uh the girl in loveless with willem dafoe that kind of looks like a boy and nobody pays her any attention and all the guys in town pro- she probably lives out outside of town on a ranch with her old man and never sees another person and and everybody thinks she's like a, a boy and all the guys just go to town and fuck the, the big titted whores in the whorehouse and don't pay her any mind because half of them either think she's uh, semi, you know, mentally challenged. I always want to say retarded because that uh, that fits more the way I think that they would look at her like, you know, she's like fucking kind of a dimwit. Yeah. And, and like I said, like looks more like a dirty boy, little boy or something. And anyway, um he gets the upper hand. Well, then he just, he is so misogynistic and such a, such a megalomaniac, uh, uh, guy that he's like, literally tells her he's going to treat her like a dog. You know, you can come along with me. First of all, he's just like, he didn't even want her around. He just tries to get rid of her and like dump her off and everything. It's like, tries to take off and leave her and shit. And she's like, you can't leave me. (laughs) You know, yelling and stuff. And, um, um, but then I think the only reason that he starts thinking about keeping her around is that somebody puts in his head that he can sell her. Uh, because though, and another thing is 
when he tries to rape her, which he has this goofy look on his face. I don't know how, because they both have. I think he. I think he fingered her. Okay, yeah, because he he um he they both have their clothes on. He's on top of her and he's hunching like he's getting ready, and he makes this goofy fuck face, and I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) But but then. I thought he came in like two seconds, but he gets up over and he, and he starts just berating her because she's a virgin that she doesn't know anything. There's nothing more worthless than a virgin. She's just, you know, which all, some guys, I never was one of these people that was like, you know, I know some guys that were like, they wanted a woman that was pure that had never been touched. That was a virgin. Oh, uh. no way. I want somebody that knows the ropes, you know, <laughs> unless you want to train them in, into your own perverted ways so that they don't know any different. And they think it's normal, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so he just he wants nothing to do with her. He just thinks she's just like a dumbass and a and a. She doesn't have big boobs. She doesn't have an, a nice ass. Uh, she's in his mind. She's not pretty, um, and um, she's a virgin. So he he he's a, a frequent member of this whorehouse. He's he's the guy that shows up that that uh, takes over the whorehouse. They all know him, and he's like he walks in like he again is like Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. like he's the king, and he he knows the madam. She's kind of like his fence. Like he, he steals shit and then he takes it to her and she either gives him money for the stuff or, you know, he lets him fuck the whores and everything. I don't think money means that much to him because he said he just lives by his wits. He just, he just likes to live on, uh, like if he needs something, he just goes and steals it. Like if he needs food and I love at the beginning when he has the pig and he's talking, (laughs) having a conversation with a pig while he's riding along. He's, he, and like this this choice was fortuitous for us because I mean, Milian was in fucking, like, he was in over a hundred movies, I think. Yeah. And the, if, if, if you're wanting to find an example of like what he could do on screen to say, Hey, this guy died recently. This is why he might be considered legendary as far as genre movies go. Like not that this movie is the best thing ever, but this is a great example of how like just out there he could be. <laughs> Because, I mean, he is fucking just, like, all over the place. Definitely and, a, method, a, 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 a method actor. Yeah. Sure. That spaghetti scene, he does more with the spaghetti. He, You cannot not watch him when he's eating this, piece, this spaghetti. And it's a huge plate of spaghetti in this And moment. he eats the whole thing, like, it's so like a, fast. a fucking vacuum cleaner. I really want some spaghetti. Yeah, and he's even, he's even like, mmm, spaghetti. And the thing... They had like a, I don't know what it was. It, it, I guess is to keep the plate and to keep the food warm. It was like a globe, like a like a round sphere kind of a thing that was probably like a cast iron that had like a, uh, not a mesh but like a, a decorative thing that had holes all over it. And you could see like a flame inside of it burning, and that's what he had his plate sitting on top of, I guess. But I mean, he fucking that was one of the. Uh, it's weird to say this, but one of the highlights of the movie. It's him eating spaghetti. Him eating spaghetti. If he ate pussy like he ate spaghetti, <laughs> God Susan damn. George would have been a happy wife. Holy shit. So anyway, you think it's going to be one of these things where um, at one point he she starts to kind of grow on him. Mm-hmm. And it, it sort of goes that way. Uh, and she basically confesses to him that she's in love with him and that, and that kind of like shocks him. 
And it so shocked then, me too. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. But 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 then he's kind of like, oh, you know, I've never, you know, he's used to going to horrors and everything, and and um, so he kind of like is like goes along with it, and then it, it does it definitely gets into the Bonnie and Clyde kind of mode. Yeah. Um, but then. And they do have some tender moments and stuff where it's kind of nice, even though he's still being just he's still being mealy on and being goofy. Mm -hmm. Like they're laying there, and instead of just giving each other a little, you know, smack, you know, little soft kisses and stuff like that, he starts like licking her nose and (laughs) and doing weird stuff. You know, just little silly. I kind of wonder. Now I thought, not to not to derail you too much. I thought I thought the movie was very well acted for the two of them. Yeah. And they, they had a weird chemistry. Like, I wonder if she, if they didn't like each other. Like if, if he didn't fuck her. <laughs> yeah. I thought the same thing. Like, I, I wonder if they like were actually disgusted by each other and that's what made the chemistry work. Well, I, it, it was either one of two things. Either she in real life fell for his, his art, uh, uh, mad artist act Right, his goofiness, his silly goofiness, like him, kind of like uh, I, I doubt in, it was in the script. Hey, you're laying face to face. It probably said now, like kiss lovingly, and he like practically sticks his tongue up her nostril, and and she just kind of laughs, and and the, so that was kind of like like nuts. I wonder if the part with like the cow was in the script, you know? That. Oh my god, the fucking cow thing! But I, it was, I, but I would say this: it was either that or. She was completely and totally disgusted by him because he probably did stink. His breath probably smelled <laughs> like garlic. He probably didn't bathe because he's one of these actors that was just like, you know, I'm going to get immersed in the part. And it was part of the the, the real life abusive thing that Corbucci was probably and Milian was probably getting off on like um, uh, Marlon Brando and uh, what's his name, the director in Last Tango, where they said they didn't tell the girl that Brando was going to take out a stick of butter and fake like he was anally raping her or whatever. But anyway, it's definitely a sadomasochistic movie to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the cow thing, I know it's natural and every, it's well to me it's okay. It's natural to suck a tit, but not interspecies tit. <laughs> And he gets down there. He first of all, he lays in the mud. Well, first of all, he rides the cow, which was hilarious, like King fucking Tut. And she, he's, he's holding his rifle like a fucking yeah. scepter, and yeah, like he's goddamn. Like I said, like he's Genghis Khan, you know, riding after he conquered <laughs> fucking uh, England or something. Uh, um, but he, uh, she, he, and he still makes her lead, like he, she's his servant. And um, but then he he gets thirsty, and this is another thing. It's like a the. Uh, um, I wonder if. Um, Russ Meyer, this would be kind of like part of his big tit fetish kind of a thing, because Melian's character is definitely like a the Russ Meyer of the Old West, <laughs> um, because he just gets down under this cow, and it's a big milk cow, and he even talks about, he calls it Big Mama. And he yeah. goes, are you talking to me? And he goes, no. He goes, like, you small little – and he abuses her. He, he's like, you stupid fuck, you know, with your small little scrawny tits and everything. And he gets down there, and he just starts sucking this fucking cow's tit. And he has the whole uh, the whole big udder in his mouth, which just fucking makes me want to fucking gag. And he's just <laughs> guzzling on this cow's tit. Oh, 
Something else that made you want to gag before I forget. Uh, Susan George trying to spit the loogie and it dribbling oh, yeah, down yeah. her face. I literally remember uh, when I was, oh shit, I think I was like in high school or college, I think in high school, doing that with a girl. Like, you know, when you're a kid and you're walking around with your with your buddies and you like, and you spit. Yep. And um, it had a little, like a little girlfriend or whatever. And she goes, and she wanted me to teach her how to spit like that, you know? And, uh, and of course, and she couldn't, she could do it. Cause Milian or Jed tells, he says, you know, uh, spit. And she goes, what do you mean? He goes, spit women can't, uh, he, he said something about how, if you, if you want to be a, like, yeah, you, know, you want to be a man, you need to like men know how to spit. Basically. Yeah. Cause he was going to teach her to shoot or something like that. And she spits and it was almost like a bukkake. It just goes all over <laughs> her chin. It's like subconsciously women just like jizz all over their face. So she can't I spit. think that's the case. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, they just love it. They love Kamala. That's one thing in, uh, in, uh, Seika's biography, I was reading it and it's, it's really good because it's not like, you know, I sucked this guy's dick and it was so hard. It tells basically, you know, uh, about her life and behind the scenes and everything. And one thing that she said, you know, you watch all these movies and, and, and in the end of every shot, like this guy, just, she's really stunningly beautiful, you know, platinum blonde, uh, bleach blonde and everything. And, uh, the guy just blows his load all over her face. And she said that was the most, disg- she hated it. She never liked it. It was the most disgusting thing. And I was like, yeah, you lying bitch. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it makes you it makes you wonder why what the, the psychology behind that because I would see and this is like a personal thing, you know. Of course, I've ever knew anybody like people in my family listen to this. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say. But anyway, um, oh God, I don't give a shit. Um, you know, you watch these porn movies and 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 that's like a a big thing. You know, like a the hockey thing where the guy you know orgasms all over the woman's yeah. face and the woman's like oh you know like it's the greatest thing in the world and i i literally only one time in my life had a woman ask me to do that now i've had it you know where like they're giving you a blowjob and you in in there yeah or whatever and swallow her but anyway i had this girl and i and i was just egog over this 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 woman at the time she wasn't a girl she was actually i mean like a woman uh, you know <laughs> i mean it wasn't like i was in high school or anything this was like when i was like probably like 35 or something like that and um 48 she, she, yeah yeah <laughs> like, oh, yes. uh, but she asked me to do that and and when it came to it i didn't i didn't want to yeah it's it's all it would be awkward i've never I, done that I did. I don't know why, and I ended up just doing the like the over the boobs or whatever. But I, and, <laughs> but I was just like you know. First of all, I like you know you want to kiss, and I like to kiss, and I'm not like really into snowballing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you know it literally makes me gag that Thomas Mileon licked Susan George's nose, even though she didn't have like snot or anything coming out. It, I think about it, and I'm like the the pointy end of his tongue like going in her nostril to me. <laughs> what a gross fucking guy you know he was he was definitely i guarantee you in life he was a hedonist he would probably do anything he probably had i guarantee you, he's pooped on people and peed on, him, <laughs> had pee on him he's the donald trump of fucking the west um, nice. yeah grab him by the pussy anyway um sure. but uh it's funny because his tit it's like if you he has this fetish and no matter what, no matter, I think I think at one point he really does care for Sonny, but his fetish just his, his 
Okay, first of all, he's definitely bipolar because he just goes one way to the next, and and uh, he's definitely is a narcissist and an egomaniac. But it's it, the he's with her, and they're kind of having this this nice moment, loving moment. They had you know laying out under the rocks and everything, and and talking about the clouds. He, and even when he's being tender, he's still being a brute. He's like, "No, you dumbass! There's no grasshoppers," you know. Like she can't. He he keeps her under his control, definitely, but. As soon as he sees a big pair of tits, he is just ready to fucking abandon everything because he wants the big milk cow in his mouth. <laughs> and, and then uh, Savalas is, it's almost kind of incidental. You almost forget about him and he shows up every once in a while to, to kind of. Yeah, like I thought, oh, they had such potential to keep the three of them together. And he his character has a twist and it makes him like. Like he's not like it just takes out the it pulls the rug out from under him. It, but you know, it, it was a as, weird choice. As abusive and masochistic as this movie is, and as strange as it is, I'm surprised that Savalas and Melian didn't end up DPing uh, Susan <laughs> in a barn full of corn. And that was like, behind the scenes. And when she's making like when she's like screaming or yell or moaning or whatever, like stuff her face down in the corn so the corn's in her mouth so she can't, you know, so she'll shut up. I saw that. I, was, oh, I know what that was. That was in the movie American Me uh-huh. with Edward James almost. It's a, uh, I think it takes place in like either Folsom or San Quentin, and it's a it's a prison movie about like this guy this. Uh, uh, Chivato that grows a Mexican mafia guy and how he he goes to prison and basically grows up in in prison and uh, these guys that's where I came up with this I think subconsciously with the Susan George thing they get this guy who's a rival that this this Mexican mafia gang got, uh, uh, gets this guy who they I can't remember why they want to get him it's a very brutal movie because it's you know, yeah. a prison movie but it's really really realistic and they get him in the kitchen. And they bend him over a, um, a ba- uh, um, I, th- it might have, it might, I think it might have been flour, like these sacks of flour. And they just line up and they rape him. Like, I mean, there must have been like 20 of these guys and they just raped the Ugh. fucking shit out of this guy. You go up behind him and just butt fuck him, you know. And when he starts screaming, they tear, they either cut open or tear open the bag of flour and like smash his face down in it. So like all that flour and stuff's in his mouth and up his nose. And then at the end of the scene, after like 20 or 30 guys, like, you know, butt fuck this guy and rape him. I always like butt fuck. They rape (laughs) him to almost to where he's like unconscious. The one guy walks up behind him with a big fucking butcher knife and and fucking jams it up his ass. So anyway, that doesn't happen to Susan George. But, you know, I'll be honest with you. If Telly Savalas and Thomas Milian would have DP'd Susan George, I wouldn't have hated it. (laughs) <laughs> I really, I really, unrelated to uh, DPing Susan George, I I really wanted when they when the fire started in the corn barn, yeah. I wanted to see popcorn start happening. <laughs> yeah. I you really th- thought of that. I was really thinking that it was gonna you're gonna have like tons of popcorn, but no such luck. Uh, and then the, the 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 stuff with Savalas, like what happened to him, I thought that that was really odd. And yeah. then the, the whole ending. I, it was still good because it's such a crazy fucking movie. Yeah, and everything. It's, it's 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 torn. Like the movie starts to meander after a while. The 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 relationship with the characters gets really confusing. 
Like, why did like, like why what what reason do these people have to even talk to each other at this point? She um, just this one. I mean, like I said, there's something psychological. There's there's some there's certain people. Whether it's yeah. a man or a woman, I guess it could, there's men that are doormats too. But there's a certain psychology with some, and I'll, I'll say it with some women that uh, I don't know if it's they're what they if they grow up with an abusive father then they, they always say that you're attracted to what you know so you know I, I, or or the ones that think they can change the, well that's another that's a father thing too you know their dad was abusive or not there or whatever or a drunk or something so th- but they love their dad so it's confusing so they just want if their dad would only change and they didn't drink or they weren't abusive they would be you know the the loving dad so when they find a guy that's abusive or a drunk or, you know, whatever they want to, to, to change them the way they couldn't change their dad. So they'd have the perfect yep. man, some shit like that. I yeah. read something about that. Well, so Savalas <laughs> was like, <laughs> you know, he was so imposing for so, for a long, like he had this big fur coat and the cigars. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden he's not at all. And it was, that was a weird transition, but the, the acting really carries it. I thought it made it, you know, stand out more, it's a, it made it not boring, but by the end of the movie, you're like, what the fuck is even happening at this point? Yeah. I almost um, feel like that. Um, I almost feel like that. Um, um, Jed, uh, after in his life, you know, however he perishes, you know, uh, in his life that someone may have made a totem of him, which was possessed by his spirit and became Chuku. Chuku. Oh my God! I forgot to mention Chuku when we <laughs> came back the, from the break. God damn it! That's the only reason I did that roundabout thing. <laughs> I knew you forgot about it. The movie Chuku. craze with Jacques Palance, and it was Chuku. Chuku, the the African god, the African god statue. Which you know, I would like to have seen when in Wolverine when they had when um, the mad scientist kind of guy says, you know, I have something else to deal with him. I I, I have X twenty four. And then they do the reveal of what X twenty four is. I almost wish X twenty four would have been Chuku, <laughs> because he had the three claw thing too. Nice, Chuku. And and uh, we were going to talk off the air about X twenty four and the reveal of what it was. And uh, you know, I kind of wish it maybe would have been something or somebody different. Yeah. You know. Oh, and what was the other thing we were gonna? Oh, post credits Kong. Don't let me forget. Post credits, Kong. Kong Skull Island. I was gonna say what I, I what I wanted to yell to the guy in the theater. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I literally uh, wanted to wanted to say that the the couple that that were um, in there. I sat on the very end in the row behind them, and they sat almost on the opposite end in the row in front of me. So we weren't even close because I would never do that, especially in an empty theater. The old lady sat like probably twenty rows in the very. Cl- really close in the up to toward the front and when those people were leaving i just almost i swear i just wanted to say hey there's something that happens after the thing and just blurt it out but i don't you know eh. and i almost wanted to say that to the old lady because when she stood up and applauded you know somebody standing up and applauded, but it was a really old lady so it was kind of cute that she would she like she and especially that kind of movie that she would enjoy that so much and she literally looked up at me 20 rows away. I'm way up. <laughs> and she goes, that was good. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it was, you know. And I was like, oh, I could have got a date. Nice. Uh, I don't have much to add to this movie. Um, yes. You covered it pretty well. Um, 
It's crazy. It's it's a it's a good it's a good representation of of how insane Milian could be. So it's it's fortuitous, I guess, that we chose it before he died, because this is a this is a good example of why people I think uh, appreciated a lot of what he did in, in genre this, movies. If you watch this and you don't. Uh, want to go and get a big plate of spaghetti and eat it? You're not a human. <laughs> God, it looks so good. Uh, it was almost this? it was almost sexual the way he was. Yeah, just, it's just and they added and since it was dubbed later, you know, somebody had to add in the slurping and yeah. licking sounds of him actually. They, the all they did was they did get a porno and they got the sound of uh, somebody <laughs> eating pussy. Um, that was like that was Jed. His appetites were huge. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. I bet you. I bet you the women that he dated had fucking sore nipples all the time. <laughs> the cow did too. That cow was probably like, "Dude, lay off. Give me a break. Come on. My fucking nipples are killing me." <laughs> and I, I guarantee you. Oh man, I would. I, I don't know. I, I was gonna say I don't know if I would have uh, if I would have been turned on or disgusted if Susan George would have filleted one of those big cow tits. <laughs> and it was just like pouring out all over her chin and face. Hmm. Cream cow. And you know that milk. Well, I, my aunt had a farm when we were little kids and we would go out and visit her. She was, she ended up like she was crazy. But um, before she went really bad shit. Uh, and we would go out there and, you know, I'm, this is uh, probably late 60s, maybe very early, so like 1970. And, um, you know, I'm used to, you know, I, I say like a city to them. I was a, probably a city person, but I mean, I lived in a suburb, like a suburb. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like I lived in New York City or anything. And um, you know, we were used to, you know, you go to the refrigerator and mom give you a glass of milk, and it's a like a cold glass of milk. And my cousin Pete went out to the barn and milked the cow. And when he came back in, you know, they were like, "Do you want a glass of milk?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, a glass of milk." And I was maybe like four years old or uh. five. And they give you this, and you're used to you're used to the pasteurized stuff that you get in the store, and like my mom and dad would probably buy like and two it's cold two percent milk. This stuff was like cream, and this stuff was it was warm, Ugh. and I just I remember I was like, Ugh, you know, I don't like this. Gross. But, you know. What would you rate this movie? And it's milk bags. God, like a fucking <laughs> eight point five. Wow. That was great. I I I don't know. It's like a. I mean, it's like a. It's like an eight and a half for the for who's in it and the and Tomas Milian. Uh, it's overall like seven. I think for I me, just, like six to point seven five. Enjoyed him abusing the shit out of her and sucking on. <laughs> tits. And he abused that fucking big titted redheaded woman. It's such it a like weird movie. He said the Ayu. He got her out. She. Uh, I, I like what do he say? Like I like to fuck out under the rock or on the rocks. Oh yeah, it's it's and, it's and definitely worth seeing. They did not spare any language in this. Like he would no. be like, go, you know, wait for me. I love you, you motherfucker. <laughs> I love you, you motherfucker. <laughs> I think I have actually said that before. I swear to God. Uh, that's oh, funny. Man, it's great. He was awesome. Cool. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we we didn't we get we didn't get any uh, feet sack this week. Do you feel like answering more Rolf yeah, questions? Let's get some questions. Okay. All right. Well, We're gonna do two I more categories ask, for Rolf. One of the reasons uh, I didn't ask for any uh, any feedback uh, on the group this week or questions or whatever is because I knew we needed to do. <laughs> All right. Uh, now this category is the worst. So we're going to do 
He wants to know worst Marky Mark. Oh God. Fear. I'm going fear. It's easy to remember. Uh, Fuck that movie. Yeah, he was such a dick in that. I I just hate him. Uh, let me think. No 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 no. I would say it would be um, either uh, Italian um, Connection, the remake of that, or the remake of the one that was or Italian Job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Italian Job, or there was the one that he remade that was the, um, I think, the Cary Grant movie with um, Audrey Hepburn. And because I'm like, okay, you have like a, you have like fucking either Cary Grant or Michael Caine, and then they fucking cast that fucking douche. Um, I would say like Italian. I, I just hate him. Yeah. Uh, worst porno. Worst porno. Hmm. So I, last time I said the best one was the last one I watched. Okay. The worst one is the last one I watched in my hurry to close the tab as soon as possible. Say <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's the same one that's the best. Just there's a certain moment when the best porn becomes the worst, and you're like, "Shut up!" As soon as you come, <laughs> you're just like, you're just like uh, turn this off, delete my cookies, and fucking go to sleep. I'm disgusted with myself. Um, I I. Um, I, I will say something that that fucking I can't think of like a name of a worst porno, yeah. but but like I always hate when like some woman like especially if you look at like a a a, a milf or mature woman movie where they're they're getting like banged and you think they're like okay you know for for like a a, a mature woman or even like a milfish woman or whatever and uh, and then they have like fucking. <laughs> I want to say something gross. <laughs> well, I like that you're pausing now on something gross. I know. As I'm looking at a fucking picture of Thomas Bailey with a giant plate of spaghetti, I hate when they have like fucking hemorrhoids hanging off their head. Uh, what? I've never seen that. Gross. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they. You can tell they have have an abused butthole. Uh. Like hanging like grapes. All right. Speaking of which, uh, worst worst body part. Worst body part on me? I don't know. It just says worst body part. On people like something I hate on like a uh, somebody I'm attracted to. I guess. Worst body part. I mean, there's no. I don't think there's a any body parts. Some people I hate. feet. They hate feet. But if a girl has like a like a pretty foot, I'll stick it right in my mouth. I don't uh, care about feet. I, I, armpit, I'd say, might be the worst. Like armpits are kind of gross. God That's damn it! It's, it's hard. Answer, but... I mean, if the, it it just depends on like how gross the woman is because I've pretty much you know had my face and mouth <laughs> just about everywhere. Uh, mm, I can't really think of any. I mean, like sometimes when a like a, a, if a woman has like a like a real callous like feet like their heels or something like they have that real dry like like almost like a fucking bunion pad or something i don't know or a, a chipped toenail or something <laughs> I, I, I can't really toenails toenails really. for some yeah uh, uh worst food worst food so i i hate there's some things i i have always hated okay. fish eggs and mayonnaise yeah, so and like, I, I slop all that shit down like it's fucking candy when i say when i think worst food it might be like when you do like the over easy eggs with hollandaise sauce, that's that's combining some things I fucking like despise. So I'm I'll gonna say some kind of egg I dish. Tried that I did not like uh, is curry. 
I, oh, I love I, and maybe I didn't have something. Maybe it wasn't good. It was like one of those like um, uh, microwave meals you put in <laughs> it. It's like some kind of curry flavor, and I yeah. just did. I just didn't like it at all. It wasn't like it gagged me or made me like want to throw up or anything. I was just like, I don't really like this, you know. I ended up. I think I threw it out because I was. I mean, you know, and that's big for me because I'll burn toast or burn like something to where it's like almost black and charred. Like it's nothing but coal, and I'll try and eat it. <laughs> uh, Worst food. See, my, I've grown where I eat. Like, I'll try lots of different things. And, yeah. Um, I will say that I, I'm not big on, like, eating, uh, what is it, um, the lamb, like, uh, like lamb chops, like veal and stuff like that. Because after I saw, well, but, you know, if, if I think about seeing stuff about slaughterhouses and shit like that, I, w- I won't, uh, it just makes me, like, I saw a thing about chickens last night and Ugh. fact and everything and it just really just ugh. um but there's really not t- like i said the curry just didn't do it for me that much um yeah uh that's about it uh worst silva worst silva hmm. i know next, that one we reviewed gold i um i uh requested we reviewed this one uh, that was like a kidnapping movie or something, and I know that it, it, you didn't like hate it, but you didn't think it was that great. Uh, I can't remember, I what, remember it what that was. Maybe it was called Kidnap. I can't remember. Um, hmm. That's a hard one because you know yeah, he's I can't usually... think of any that I just despise. Not not off the top of my head. Yeah, me neither. The insolent. He was all right in that. Uh, I'm just looking at his IMDb. Cry of a prostitute. Almost human. Kidnap is. I, I mean, kid, okay. I've definitely, I've definitely recognized that poster. This, yeah, yeah okay. Now, it, look him up. Look a picture of him up right now from Dick Tracy, and tell me that they didn't. This wasn't like a, a, a like a joke that they were playing. Maybe on him about him having like a mask like face. Uh, so Silva and Dick Tracy. No, I'm not saying. I mean, I'm just saying I haven't seen Dick Tracy in a long. Oh, 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 I thought he. I thought you meant he was. No, in you know Tracy. they always had those crazy villains. So in that movie, they oh, made yeah, everybody. Oh yeah, Clayface. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's usually good in just about everything. I think, or, or, or maybe not. I maybe I shouldn't say good. Yeah. Oh <laughs> even yeah. When, even when he's playing an, an Indian or something, you know. <laughs> what the fuck's this movie? That how about that one with the? Uh, he was in Wyatt? Bulletproof with Busey. I remember that. Yeah. What the one with was he in that one with Chuck Norris and Lewis Gossett Jr. Firewalker or something? Uh, he was in Code of Silence. Really? I don't know if he was in Firewalker. Anyway, I, I can't think of anything that I just uh, Cannonball Run Two. He was in that. Okay, that's not well, a, that's but not I haven't great. seen that, so that's a shitty movie. Yeah, but I great. couldn't tell you if he was good or not. Uh, worst Gold. Oh God, the zombie one, the South Korea yeah, zombie yeah. one. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, fucking turd. That should have been that should have been really good. That's a yes. that's a cool concept that they would create uh, uh, android or robot warriors to fight like a zombie horde. That would and that still could be a good movie if somebody would write something good with that concept. Yeah. Uh, worst wrestler. Uh, God. Well, I will say worst as far as somebody that I hate would be Shawn Michaels, even though he's probably a good wrestler. <laughs> but as far as like somebody that's a shitty wrestler, that's not very good. Oh, there's I mean, there's, really there's tons of those, but maybe like, well, let's limit it down. Like, like worst wrestler that still made it big anyway. Well, I hate Shawn Michaels as a person. And, um, from everything I've heard. And as far as, 
uh, you know what? Like Hulk Hogan, they would always say, like Harley Race and those guys say he doesn't know a wrist, wa- wrist lock from a wristwatch and everything. But I've seen him in movies. He had been around a, a long enough that he could competently do like a snapmare or a, yeah. a takeover or an armbar in some movies. Um, there were some guys that were just like fucking horror. There's one guy, Mighty Joe Thunder. And if you, he's, he's notorious. He, he made, he was an old wrestler from like the forties or something. And Vince McMahon senior, I think gave it, or maybe junior, I think it was after junior took over during the Hulk era, gave him a chance. And he was only on TV like twice in squash matches, but he was this great big flabby. He was real big. And it, in his day, he was probably like a big, impressive looking uh, burly looking guy, but he yeah. was just flabby and he, he was real uncoordinated. Um, Missouri Mahler was really uncoordinated. He would, he would do this little, little shuffle. One, two, three, kick one, two, three, kick one, two, three punch because he didn't have any, it was like, he didn't have any timing. And, um, I remember, um, I think it was Harley race who was for a big guy. He was known for being really graceful and being able to do anything. And that's why he was championing. And he said, two guys that were similar were, uh, Gene, I think he said Gene Kaniski and Larry Hamilton, Missouri Mahler. He said, they both could kick you and punch you at the same time and have no idea, no earthly idea where either one of them was going to land. <laughs> so there. I think off the top of my head, I, I want to say, uh, Sid Vicious, like that dude was pretty terrible. Yeah, as far um, as a worker, I mean, but he for for as limited as he was, I mean, he was a draw and successful. Yeah, but that's what you were saying, you know, somebody that was uh, that made it bigger than they probably yeah. should have. Yeah, uh, worst day of your life. Okay, I can vividly say that. Well, okay, I there, of course there's a lot of worst days with like breakups and stuff that just tear you up and everything. Mm-hmm. But I had this is one okay. I had one day where I was dating a girl and we were going to go to a concert. And this is back when I had no money. I mean, when you were working paycheck to paycheck and had no money, I bought tickets to a concert and I'm thinking it was you two and opening up for them was like living color or something. And it was at three river stadium in Pittsburgh. I buy the tickets, which cost me, I couldn't afford, but I bought the tickets. Nice. Okay. She breaks up with me, I think, that day, just uh-huh. out, of, out of the blue. Just, for, I mean, like for no reason, just out of the blue. Well, of course, there's always a reason, you know. Yeah, they're probably fucking somebody else or something. I don't know that I didn't know. And I really like this girl. Okay, she broke up with me. Um, so my sister says, well, I'll go with you. So, so <laughs> we, we go together, and we drive up there. Um, I Pulling in the parking garage um, – these three or four young guys that probably just had gotten their driver's license ran right into the side of my car. It was their fault. Um, but you're in a parking garage, so it's private property. So there was a cop down on the, right on the corner directing traffic or whatever. And we called him and he said, there's, he came up and he like took like the, like, uh, looked at it and everything. But he said, there's really nothing I can do. I can't cite anybody. It's private property or whatever. So there's that. And it was a new car. It was a shitty. I mean, it was a fucking Plymouth Reliant, but it was a brand new one, you know. Um, so, girlfriend breaks up with me, you know, as far as the tickets go and everything. Car gets hit in the side of the car. So, we go to the concert. Uh, Living Color plays. I think 
U2 was about an hour and 20 minutes late. So we were just standing there for like an hour and 20 minutes waiting for them to come on stage. They finally start up where the streets have no name. Bono runs out and says, sorry, sorry, we're late and plays. It was a fucking great concert. One of the best ones ever drive all the way home. I get home and on my answer machine, I have a message from my boss that says, give me a call. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll be up uh, late. So give me a call, you know, when you get in, no matter how late it is. And I called him and he said, we're pulling out of West Virginia and we got to let you go. Oh, so I lost my girlfriend, my job, got in a car wreck and, you know, it, all in the same day, all in the same day. I, I have to stretch mine out over a week, but what I can think of is, um, and this, I got laid off and I'm pretty sure within a week I found out my grandmother died uh. and it was like on the way to this job that I had to pretend to like be invested in for like two weeks before they were done with me. Yeah. I get the call. And it was just like a fucking like just awful like that whole it was like the June of 2009 was just brutal, mm. but it was that one week and that's what I could think of. I can't, I don't have anything that was like that piled up like that. Right. But. You always have those days. There's nothing worse than like a, a day where you find out like your your girlfriend or whatever is is cheating on you and you you break up and then you have to go to work and like yes. for like a week or so you're like almost like uh, you're in shock you're you're just like a zombie going through the motions of life oh yeah when that, that's awful when i had to i worked i worked the day that jane was moving her shit out of the house <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I was... remember that time, and that was not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he's even laughing about it now. Just, I'm, I mean, we're we're kind of like chuckling, but still, I mean, just it even was rough. Chuckling, that, I, yeah, I don't. It doesn't bother me at all anymore. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that that was yeah, Jesus. Uh, worst drink. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Does I don't... this have to do with a glory hole? <laughs> <laughs> worst drink, like booze drink. I guess. Well, I don't drink, so that. Yeah, kind of, I don't. I don't. I don't I, have a. I, I, I got a worse drink. Warm milk. I I don't like uh I don't like beer, and maybe that's why I don't drink. Any time that I've ever had a drink, was like uh, like if somebody said, okay, here's a can of beer, a cold can of beer that some people just are like, oh my god, there's nothing better than after you cut grass and you're all hot, just getting a cold cold beer and everything i'm like puke man i don't like the smell of it i don't like the taste of it oh it's an acquired taste i'm like well i'm sure if you ate enough turds eventually you'd get fucking used to it i would rather if if i had to have an alcoholic beverage i would rather have somebody pour like when we were at horror hound and will and them guys were like you have to do a shot of j and b for for ggtmc you know just as a and you know i don't even drink so i don't even want to do that but just taking the shot and just going, yeah. you know, to me, it's like almost like putting mouthwash in your mouth. It's just warm and you swallow it. But like a, a rum and Coke or a Jack and Coke or a vodka and um, some kind of like orange juice or something like that. Yeah, I could yeah. handle that way better. A beer just. Ugh. Uh, and worst sex. I don't think I have anything to share here. I can't even think of anything that was just terrible. Uh, I went out with this girl and. Um, I thought it was going to be amazing because we. Oh, is this the is this the one that was like a corpse? Yeah, just she just did she just wasn't into it, and I thought, yeah. well, God damn, maybe it's me or something. But then her one of her best friends told me later on that she she, and this girl that told me didn't even know that me and her had been together. She did she because we kept it a secret, still a secret, never told anybody. Um, 
this, you know, she told her best friend, but, and I was like, well, if you don't want anybody to know why you tell, she goes, well, she's my best friend. And I'm like, well, if you tell one person, the next person, but the buildup, she was so cute and we just hit it off and the flirting and it, you know, it was like, God damn, I thought it was like, you know, I can't wait. This is going to be great. And it was like, and then, like I said, that, that girl that I work with told me, cause she started going out with another guy, uh, and got married to him and everything. And he ended up being like bisexual and left her for a man. And that's how the conversation got started with this other <laughs> other girl. I was like, man, I feel sorry for you know so and so. I said, you know, that's really crappy. And um, she she sits there and starts telling me. She goes, yeah, she's kind of she's she's got some problems. She said, she's like she. I said, well, what do you mean? She said, she told me she hated giving blowjobs and she really didn't like sex. She just wanted to be over with and everything. And I'm like, yep. I yeah. I, I literally wanted to say yep. that. Yep. Because I knew um, it's like okay, I've been with enough women. I mean, I'm not saying there's the one thing I've learned is like just because one girl likes you do something and it makes her go nuts and you think, OK, I'm going to give this next one. I'm going to give her the treatment. It drove what's her name crazy. And then you do that to the other and the other girl's like, eh, you know. so everybody likes different things. But I've been with enough people to know that I don't think I'm like a total fucking schlub or a total dud. But this girl, it was just like. I'm probably the schlub and schlub and dud. That's why uh, it it's like, never been just awful. <laughs> like two minutes, and she'd be like, "Are you about done?" I'm like, ah, nope. "Oh, nope." All right, but, we got some what if questions, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna uh, already say that every single one of my answers here is gonna be boring. So every um, single one of yours is glory hole. Yep. What if you were in the woods having serious diarrhea? A hint: leaves won't do. Oh, I've shit in the woods before. Like, a, yeah, you just so the answer for this one and the next one, which is what if you were in a desert having serious diarrhea, is just make sure you like spread the cheeks far apart. That way, the squirt happens and you don't like get yourself all dirty. And then you don't have to wipe and you don't well, find anything. Um, anytime, <laughs> any, and I, I, I don't like readily. Oh, like I'll piss in the woods like nothing. You know, like yeah. when I'm walking on the trail. It, it, when I go walking on the trail in the morning, I could pee before I leave and I'll walk, I walk cause I'll come home and I'll, I'll eat a little breakfast and I might even take a crap or pee before I go walk, but I'll walk like five miles or something. And when I'm coming back, I always have to stop and, and, and pee, but it's out in the middle of nowhere. So you can just stand there and piss, you know? And uh, the only thing is holding the dogs on the leash uh, is if they want to start walking around and you're like, yeah, my, you know, the, like try like start to walk through your stream or something. Um, but as far as shitting in the woods, I think I've only done it a couple times and it's like hunting where we would go hunt and I, and yeah. we'd be out like from daylight till dark. Um, and he said leaves won't do, but I mean, I usually, my dad would always take like, a, um, um, uh, some toilet paper and put it in his like you know if you had like a a sack that you kept your your lunch in or yeah. whatever that you take with you he'd always put like some toilet paper I, I imagine my dad shit in the woods quite a bit uh, but <laughs> I would always use leaves and if I was I, yeah. if I was in the desert um, more than likely I would be so fucking dehydrated yeah you just don't wipe I mean <laughs> you well you probably wouldn't even have diarrhea because you just you would you would fucking be dying dehydrated of, yeah you wouldn't have any fluid in your body. Uh, what if you my ass across the sand? Ugh. What you know, if you were of, to find a one hundred dollar bill in a pile of dog shit? Oh, I, I'd get it. Yeah. Oh yeah, fuck that. Just wash your hands and the bill but you later. Know, a, a lot of my friends, as far as the shitting in the woods thing goes, mm -hmm. when I would tell them I would use leaves, they would be like, "Oh man, what the fuck are you doing?" I said, "What do you do?" They said they would use their sock. <laughs> uh, 
I got a funny story about that actually. Use one or two uh, socks, or they would use their underwear or something. So I I at camp when I was a kid, I um, one summer I was afraid to use. They didn't have toilets in the campsite. They had a latrine. It was just like um, basically two big pits in the ground with a toilet on top. But like, wasn't even an outhouse like enclosed. Well, it it was enclosed. It yeah. was like a, it was like a little like metal shack. Stunk two, like shit. Two toilets. It stank so bad. Yeah, it's, it's just two big holes. So, and <laughs> depending on how recently they had emptied it, you'd either like you'd either have the release the poop, and then you'd hear like a smack two seconds later, or <laughs> you wouldn't hear any noise at all, and you knew it was getting close to the top. Or or it's so deep it's like the pit of hell. The last <laughs> you shit and fucking uh, you don't uh, hear anything. Ross Ghoul comes up out there's like hey. <laughs> well, so you don't hear. I mean, you, I I I was uh, you know, I was like twelve, and I was like, I do not want to go sit over a dark pit in the <laughs> middle of the night because I was afraid like a black widow was going to crawl up my ass or something. Or snake or. So I went, I walked out maybe a hundred feet behind the tent and the campsite was like a big circle. So I was, I was heading a straight line out from the circle. So it was not going to be in any line of traffic to shit in the woods. And for some reason, and maybe this was for the best, I left my socks on instead of being barefoot. So I did my business and it was really dark. So I get back to the tent and my guy was sharing the tent with like, what does that smell? And I had fucking stepped in my own shit in my <laughs> socks. <laughs> you can't so beat that. I didn't wipe with my sock, but I did have a shit sock anyway that I then walked back out into the woods to bury as well. <laughs> That'd be like an Iggy Pop movie, shit sock. <laughs> shit sock. Um, all right. So that's the second time I've told that story this week too. Um... Yeah, I got boring answers for the next two. What if you would meet Donald Trump in a public bathroom? I mean, nothing. That's, I would not talk to him. I don't talk to people in public bathrooms. So. That's the same. I had a thing on like these. Uh, I'm on a couple of these Philadelphia Flyers groups, and these people are just. I mean, I'm a Flyers fan, but some people people are just really stupid. They're like, Sidney Crosby. What would you do if you met Sidney Crosby on the street? And uh, they'll be like, I'd punch him right in the face. I'd do this. I'm like, nah, you're a fucking idiot. And uh, I wouldn't. I, mean, I, I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. And what the other one was? What what if you met Marky Mark in a public rest- restroom? Same like, thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, do, I wouldn't do anything. I'd tell somebody later that I saw him. You know, and, and you know, he might be from honest to God from, and I hate to say this about fucking Trump or Trump. I'm sorry. What was his name? Dom, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody that I've heard that like meets him says he's like super charming. Yeah. Huh. And you know, and that's the same with Mark Wahlberg. I mean, if I met the guy, might be the nicest guy in the face. Shawn Michaels might be the nicest guy in the world, even though he's a big fucking phony piece of shit. But, no, <laughs> uh, but, you know, you build up these things. That's like a sports thing, like with the Yankees and the Red Sox or whoever. Yeah. Or me and Pete, you know, I hate Pete Rose. But, you know, hell, if you They're probably them, cool in real life, yeah. You know, you, you can't judge you, as far as, like, what they are as, like, a real person. Yeah. It's how they treat you, I guess. I mean, um. Now, uh, what would you do if you found tr- Donald Trump's phone? Oh, I would stick it. All, I would stick it up my ass and like walk around, and then I would eat like a whole. You give him of, a stink phone back. I would eat like a whole bunch of fucking food and like just cover it in like mud butt. <laughs> I would. I would fucking sell that thing so fast. 
I'd be calling MSNBC and say, I have Donald Trump's phone. And I would would call the Russian embassy like 5,000 times. And, 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 uh, just so it would be on there. (laughs) Um, which they probably are anyway. I'm sorry. Yes. True. Trump. Donald Trump. What if you found a briefcase full of cocaine? Well, it does say Coke. So maybe he means Coca-Cola. Well, if you want to hang out, uh, I honestly, I would say, I want to say I would sell it also, but I'm too much of a chicken shit. So I would probably just like call the cops and say, Hey, yep. I found Real Coke. But, um, hmm. I would be too chicken to sell it. I'd be, I'd be really tempted to, but I would be too chicken. Just take it home and like fucking keep it in case you uh, like uh, needed a little extra energy. Yeah. I'm, see, I'm, I'm too much of a, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm too, I'm too I'm, like simple. And like, as soon as I try, I would try to sell it, and the first person I would try to sell it to would be an undercover cop. <laughs> It'd be a cop, <laughs> and it would be a cop that was like an abusive asshole that would like use you and abuse you. He'd be like, "Okay, I'm gonna take you to fucking prison unless you suck my dick." <laughs> uh, what if you had to be a woman for one day? Oh man, I would go fucking find a really hot guy and bang him. <laughs> um, like if I had to be be a woman for one day. I don't know. I'd fucking go to work, probably. Yeah, just no. I'd call out of work. So I'd definitely call play out with of work. yourself. No, well, maybe, but I mean, like, I wouldn't go to work definitely because I'd be like, uh, what? What? Yeah, I was thinking about this one time. Is like, you know, if 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 uh, it, you know, if you're a woman or whatever, and you always think, you know, okay, if I was like, if I if I was like fucking. Uh, Brie, looked like Brie Larson and I was a woman. Well, first of all, you go out and you'd realize what, what fucking scumbag <laughs> Shit guys, are. guys are. But not only that, but then it, it, you think about that and you always think that way. It's like, okay, what if I had been born a a girl instead of a, a, a boy? And, you know, you think, but but what if you were like born like a fucking, and you were Beulah Ballbricker from Porky's or something, you know? I mean, you're still, yeah, you're a fucking human being. I mean... I don't know. I, I I would probably go straight to the to the uh, closest uh, lesbian bar nice. and find a hot chick. Or no, I would probably find one that looked like Beulah Ballbricker. So I might <laughs> go to a, a the adult bookstore and get a big giant vibrator. Nice. I yeah, it'd be it'd be definitely interesting to see what this that side feels like. So I mean, sometimes when I get up in the morning, I'll sit down to pee anyway. Yeah, there you go. You're halfway there. My luck, the the day that I would fucking be the woman would be like, uh, like I would have PMS. <laughs> I can't, which, I, f- which, I feel like I have that a lot of the time anyway. Yeah, just I fucking wake up achy and, and complaining. I'm really tired. Oh yep, my god, just in the a dogs, bad mood. You might as well stay outside because I'm in a I'm a bear. I'm like get the fuck out of the way. I was walking. You know, I'm in that that. Uh, that just woke up stupor where you can't like your, your bodily, you, you, you couldn't tie your shoes if you wanted to, because yeah. you're just like, Rrr. and I was walking in the kitchen and I think Mary thought I was going to get, get her a treat or something. And so she was like standing right in front of me going, <laughs> and like, as I was walking towards her, she just kept backing up and I was going to, it made me like I was going to stumble and fall. And I was like, get the fucking hell out of the goddamn way. And man, she put her tail between her legs and just went down the basement. Did come back up. And you felt bad. Oh, I felt like total shit. <laughs> uh, what if you'd be president for one day? 
if I was president for one day. I mean, I honestly, with the way our government is, you couldn't accomplish a fucking thing. But you know what I would do is set myself up a fucking job that I liked somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. That's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, this guy tomorrow is going to have a great job. That's the only thing I would be. <laughs> what would you do if you were president for the day? I don't know. Like you said, I mean, realistically, there's not that much you can really do. Yeah. Um, you could sign some executive orders. Yeah. I mean, they could just get turned over by the Supreme Court or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what if I you were 20 be, years younger? If I was 20 years younger, I would be uh, trying to bang the girl that I saw at work uh, two nights ago when I walked in the door that had a pair of blue jeans on that were so skin tight, they looked like yoga pants. And she walked all the way down this long hallway right in front of me. And she looks like she's probably 19 years old. Yeah. And it, it was one of those deals that made me so like, I was like, Oh my God, look at that. And then I, and then when I started thinking about it, I was like, thought about how old I am now and how she's looking at me. And then I was like, sad. (laughs) (laughs) I would, uh, I'd fucking be, I would study in school and fucking do something different. Well, how, so that, I mean, how, how you're 20 years younger. Yeah, for I, I was, tw- I would be 20. Oh, you're just starting over. Yeah. I'd, yeah. If you were 20 years younger, I don't think it's 20 years younger for a day. I think well, it's like, you know, honestly, you sit, I sit there and, you know, like if you say, you know, oh, I would study more and I do this. If you're the same person that you are now. Oh uh, Yeah. I, I, my motivation and my attention span would be just like what it was when I was 20 and I wouldn't be a good student. Yeah, I wonder if I know, do I know that I'm 20 years younger or do I just wake up tomorrow yeah, and I'm yes. 20? If, if I know that, if I know like of my, like what it's going to be when I'm 40, right. I will work on changing things a little bit. <laughs> if I had all the knowledge and yeah. uh, that I have now and I, in a 20-year-old body, oh, my God. Yeah, I always think about that. Like if if I had the, the same knowledge that I have now and I was like in high school again, man, I would have fucked every girl. that, <laughs> Even the ones that weren't quite so hot. It all just gets back to sex with me. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not going to study. I'm not going to waste my time. That's boring. I hate fucking school. Uh um, and I'm able to get out of bed and work out and do stuff without being in pain or injuring myself every time I do something. I went walking the other day, and I was like, okay, the weather's getting better. And it was cold out, but I was like, okay, I can start walking though. I come back, and I'm like, okay, you know, I had to get, and now I'm tired, so I'm going to go to sleep. I woke up. My fucking hip hurt all day. Like I was like, oh, my God, I hope my hip's not getting bad, like you know, hip replacement shit. And then because my hip was bothering me, I, I, I went for like a 10 minute walk at work and my, because I was favoring my hip, Your my, other left leg started hurting. Started, yeah, my left knee started hurting re- like really weird. Uh, anytime I, I haven't been working out or lifting any kind of weights because anytime I do anything like any kind of pushups or anything like that, I must have vertebrae that are either deteriorating or something in my neck and my shoulder, Ugh. my left shoulder's all fucked up. I mean, it's just like I'm getting into that period. My dad told me, he goes, I never started feeling my age until I hit 50. And I'm like, yep, I'm starting. To, I mean, I'm oh, starting God, to, I'm 40 and I'm feeling it. I'm starting to get that weird, like I'm physically getting like breaking down stuff. And like, yeah, and, I so my I, I have same thing. My I don't know which one hurt first, but my right hip always hurts some way. If I, if I like sit the wrong way or whatever, my left knee 
bothers me. And it's really fucked up with my right knee because I love, I, I find it comforting to sit on my, my left knee. I feel like comforting, comforting or whatever to sit on my left foot. Mm-hmm. So instead of crossing my legs, I'll put, I'll tuck my foot underneath me. <laughs> well, and it hurts my fucking left knee so bad to do it now. And I still do it anyway. I think that a lot of, uh, cause I know with the hip thing, um, a lot of people I work with will tell me they'll be like, Oh, my right hip. And I think that's that sciatic nerve. Yeah. Uh, and it has, I think a lot of that has to do with when you work at a job where you're sitting all the time that's all and I do. because you're, that's me too. And because you're sitting so much, you squirm around and you might sit on like toward one side, lean yep. on one side more, or even like, um, if there's, you know, like no, no bosses or whatever around or whatever. And you're sitting there and like, sometimes I'll put my foot up on the, on the counter or up on the desk or whatever. And you think it's comfortable, but it's really kind of not a good position, for, I guess, for you to sit in long periods of time. And if I lie down on a hard floor now, there's like, I get this like weird shooting nerve pain in my right shoulder. Yeah. Bed, couch, no problem. But when I lie flat on a hard floor, it hurts my shoulder, and that's the weird. That's a weird thing too. Well, and then I start hallucinating. So <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I was thinking the other day. You know, I was like, you know, maybe I need to go. Uh, I think I told you that. I was like, maybe I need to go. Uh, go to uh, call my doctor Monday and go get my. Maybe have them check my medication and see if they can adjust it or whatever. But then for the last like I think two days, I haven't had anything. No problems. And- no, you're good to go then. Yeah, I don't like going to the doctor anyway. I don't either. I haven't been in a long time. What um, I forgot the movies we uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up, but I forgot the movies that we you said you want or the movie you said you wanted to do next. Well, we're going to do um, sudden death with Robert Conrad. Sudden death. Okay. All right. Yeah, the, uh, the Rolf movie. Well, that's the end of that. Or no, it was Alan. Not Rolf. Alan's. I'm sorry, Alan. Um. So that was the that's our the second two categories. We still we still have forty more questions from him. We'll get through them eventually. Eventually, in another four months. Um, so you can always send us feed sack to. Um, I almost said the old phone number. I can still remember the old phone number, and I found the what email two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred. See, I didn't remember that. But I just found the email today for the simple voice box. So maybe I'll sign up for that again because it's been since last May that I signed up for it. So maybe I'll sign up for a new simple voice box. So maybe that would be something else that'll work. Uh, but you can always send us uh, feet sack to two uh, two zero. There it is. Uh, Silver gold podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email or record an MP3. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Daddy. O. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find our show on iTunes on stitcher and on our website at Silva and com. And, uh, Come and don't join our Facebook group or join and don't say anything at, sil- at facebook.com slash groups slash Silva and Gold. Uh, but like we were saying, next week we are going to do the sudden death um, Filipino. I guess he's Filipino. Wasn't Eddie Romero? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, action movie there. And and I can't remember the name of Alan's uh, I've movie. I've got it right here. Let's see if this come up here. I've got it uh, on the uh, I am the instant message thing, but it's here it comes. We transfer is the uh, the uh, method we're using. <laughs> uh, I'll see. I agree. I'll probably click on that and get a virus. Dig it. See, transfer deleted. Sorry, this transfer has been no! deleted. It's not available I have, I anymore. Still, 
I still have it somewhere. It's a it's a um I didn't a see Danish. Or a, yeah. I don't remember where it was even from. So, but there's going to be some kind of uh, classic European depressing, apparently. Yeah, very like, depressing is from what yeah, I heard. Well, uh, yeah. Something so, we both need. Oh, definitely. Just wallow in it. Goo-goo-goo. Oh, you know, I sent my mom that picture, that that uh, gif of the the uh, girl uh, with boxing gloves just <laughs> yes. punching the guy in the in the dick. Did she reply? Over and over and over. Well, she replied, but she sent me a gif of two bluebirds uh, on a tree branch because I guess it's spring. So she, <laughs> I, I don't know. If that's a, she, I can't believe you said that to your mom, especially oh, since no, that she, guy, gave me, she gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> that guy had a total up. boner, too. I can't believe you said that. Yeah. To her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, until next time, <laughs> do you have anything else? Uh, no, I don't. All right. Until next time, this is Loaf Oot. And Zamas Otis. Bias. Bye.